Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and how not to get trapped in a 15-passenger van with 14 teens this summer. <laughs> my don't, name is don't go into youth ministry. Yeah, don't be a youth yeah. pastor. Uh, my name is Michael Basinger. With me are Matt Polly, hey. Brad Polly. What's up? And <laughs> together we're the Inglorious Pastors. Right. That, uh, that beer is uh, making me burp a yeah. lot. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It is definitely making you burp. It is carbonated. Quite a heavily carbonated. I spent many a summer in with uh, teenagers. Oh, God. So I, before we, we yeah. recorded, Brad belched into the... Uh, oh, don't play uh, it. Into it. Why? And, and I just want to play it for everybody. Here it comes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. It was very bassy. Yeah. It was. Yeah. yeah. Bring the... All about that bass. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Definitely no treble there. Yeah, no treble. Um, what are we doing? Who are we? I don't we? know. Announcements. Yes. You're playing random burp noises. I was That's just what excited about Brad's belch. That's great. Okay. Can you delete it now? No, it's gone. It's not even, is it? I, didn't even I feel like it probably is. I legitimately didn't even put it on the soundboard. I put it in the show, like right after the, the, the intro song. It's great. Played right it's after. a good use of everyone's time. Yes. Um, okay. <laughs> Announcements. Uh, Daniel Storrs Book Winners. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. We're giving away five copies of this book. Number one, Cowboy the Cowboy Reverend Daniel Storrs, <laughs> and, I, and I feel like number the number one choice I I chose. Uh, it kind of has. I mean, we gave Brad a copy. Brad wasn't even here, so uh, the first winner is the JMK. Brad wasn't even here. The JMK. Screw you. Well, Josh was actually here. He actually read it and did the interview. Yeah. So Josh gets a copy. That's number one. Okay. Number two. Ryan M at Pop Pop in the Attic. <laughs> All right, number three. <laughs> RJ Powell at hey, Powell hey. RJ. Number four. <laughs> Patrick Gott at I love that Patrick so underscore much. Gott. Game of Thrones, Thrones. <laughs> Gott. You got Gott, son of a Gott. Just read the next one, Michael. Uh, and number five. <laughs> really? <laughs> Abby Kelly at Ask a Kelly. Nice. Oh, God damn. <laughs> All right. So uh, that those are the people who um, won the books. Hit a f- Why? D- God. Brad's back. Brad, I'm going to delete your soundboard. Um, okay. <laughs> You're like fucking heavy breathing. <laughs> Brad's, like, Brad's like a 14-year-old masturbating. Like a, like a pug. Oh, make masturbating. Yes, yes, a, a little. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm still not doing hashtags. Hit us up on Twitter. Oh God, hit us up on Twitter. Um, yeah, Brad's too good for hashtags. <laughs> no, never mind. You never the show. choose them anyway. So it doesn't matter. It's a funny part of the show. Do it for the show, Brad. Brad needs to do hashtags. Anyway, hit us up on Twitter. D- DM us in Twitter. <clears throat> Uh, with your address, and with your address, and yep. we'll we'll send you a copy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also doing a giveaway for Austin Channing Brown's book. Uh, head on over to twitter.com/slash/pastorspodcast for details. It's just a giveaway extravaganza. It is it's just going to make we're it just, rain. We bugs. are. Yes. I am never going to get a new computer. And another because um, everybody's going to have their free books. <laughs> you don't need a computer. Just. Huh. You could just delete all the excess yeah. bullshit off of yours, yeah. and it would work. Just fine. take all the porn off. <laughs> And it'll run a lot smoother. Porn. Okay. Uh, Stay away from pornography, kids. Yeah. Uh, 
another announcement. <laughs> In God We Trump uh, is doing a Kickstarter. Yep. So uh, we had Christopher Maloney on a while back. Um, and now he's doing a Kickstarter. Or as to get his it. friends call him, Baloney Maloney. Baloney's Maloney's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Christ- Christopher B. Christy Christy B. B. <laughs> um, he's got uh, his film's coming out. Uh, well, he's wanting to do it in like a, a wider release to get it on Netf- Netflix mm-hmm. and Netflix. <laughs> it's a great league reference. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. I still call it Netflix, Netflix. all the time. <laughs> um, get it on all the, the streaming services. Uh, so if you'd like to do that, there, there'll be links in the show notes for you to go support him. And then also you can go to in God, we Trump dot com slash just muzzle. No, no, just kidding. Just in God, we Trump dot com. Sorry, Christopher. Just in God, we Trump dot com. We have no control over him. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. With that, let's. Uh, here we go. Maybe. <laughs> it's a great, <laughs> great transition. Oh, All right. I forget how to use the soundboard. Great. Click it. What the is it not fuck? working? Are we recording? There we go. What's happening? There it is. Are we still recording? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Hey. What are you drinking? Hey, hey, I've been thinking that if we're gonna get through this, we're gonna need some food. This one's about gone. Do we have something hey, else? Yes, we do. Would you like yours now? Oh, uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> um. Dude, Oh, my gosh. I need more things on my soundboard, yeah. Brad says, before we start. Talking about me running things into the ground. I'm drinking a Taxman Brewing uh, Passion Fruit. Oh, that's good. Guava La Maison. Yeah, that's good. Very good. Yep. They don't overfruit their beers. Fruit Even their honey. fruity beers, they don't overfruit their How beers. How many beers are we drinking? What's this one? Do Face I? Melter IP, Hibiscus IPA. I'm not drinking all of these. <laughs> okay, then don't then. I will. I feel like this is going to be weird. Okay, whatever. Uh, so we are drinking. I <clears throat> uh, went shopping today. Uh, this one's from both of these are from Burnt City Brewing in uh, Chicago. Chicago. Um, this one I bought strictly for the name uh, Dick the Butcher. Hmm. Pale ale. Richard, as he goes by. No, it's Dick the Butcher. Richard yeah. the Butcher. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> pretty sweet can actually. Richard the Butcher. Speaking of sweet cans. Wow. Wait. What? It, what? Go ahead. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's a it's a really good pale ale actually. Oh uh, yeah, I'm pretty it's tasty. I'm pretty pleased with it. So I'm gonna try the yeah, we'll try the other one. Yeah. I'm not super enthusiastic here. Are you ever? <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh, that's weird. It's it's pretty good. Hmm. Face melter hibiscus. I'm gonna have to give that one a little bit more time. That's right. I think that once that warms up, it's gonna be a little. It bit might better. be. That's yeah. all right. Yeah, it's fine. I yeah. just. I think when I just took a drink of that and took yeah, a drink I mean of this, it's yeah, I, so I need to kill this one off. And I think all. it's fine. The pale ale is really good, but yeah, this one is. I a like little the hibiscus. Yeah, I do too. It's not bad. Yeah. All right, I'm I'm a fan of, of the Burnt hibiscus. City. If you're in Chicago, get to Burnt yeah, it's City. on Lincoln Avenue. Get Lincoln on. between Diversity and Wrightwood. Yeah, they can put a map on there for yeah, you. They did on the mm. can. Yeah. Okay. This weekend, Brad reads the can map. <laughs> 
if you'd like to get inside our heaven, uh, buy us around. Uh, <laughs> go to patreon.com slash pastors podcast. We offer exclusive episodes of Pastors Community Church, Pub Crawl, Turd Talk, Hymns of Reconstruction, and Special Music. At any level, you will access the Pastors Pub. It's a closed Facebook group where we talk about life, spirituality, and just about everything else. This week, things discussed in the pub. Are you ready? Yes. Laurel. 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 Whoa! I'm hearing Laurel. 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 No, 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 no. Laurel. Yep. Okay. Laurel. That's fucking weird because yeah. last night all I heard was Yanni. 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 Whatever. Yeah. That's weird. I hear Laurel. Yeah. That's all I I've hear now. Both times. Have so, you really? Because mm-hmm. I could not. I was. Literally sitting Yanny. there trying to hear Laurel last night. All I heard was Yanny. Laurel. That's Laurel. freaking weird. Laurel. I hear Laurel. And Laurel. That's enough. That's annoying as shit. And Mandy only, Laurel. she can hear Stop both. Stop it. Mandy can hear both at the same time. Yeah, I can yeah. I can hear both of them at the same time, but I yeah. can hear either or. Laurel. I hear Laurel. That's all I hear is Laurel now. That's just weird. Yeah, I, that's so Laurel. weird. Stop hitting that Laurel. fucking button. God, what do you hear? let us know what you hear on in, in... or don't or don't because these we are stupid. Dude, we yes. don't give a shit. <laughs> the dress is blue. The shoes are pink. Whatever. Laurel. I don't give a fuck. Move on. <laughs> All right. Uh, we Stop also... hitting that goddamn button, Michael. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, wait. remember Brad's the angry one, right? Yeah. Yep. For all the, Laurel. by the way, so <laughs> I was listening to all those, all those uh, eulogies last week. Yeah. Everybody is m- describing me as you. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Angry, mm-hmm. cusses too much, drinks too much. Mm. Like Sounds about right. You, you, you. Yeah, thank you. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, it's literally they're everybody's just describing Matt. I don't understand this. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Little column A, little column. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um also discussing the pub this week, premarital sexy time. Um, Wait, did, yeah, there was a disgust in the pub. Was it? Like, I don't know. I missed it. Just their, their, how they're deconstructioning. Deconstructioning. Yeah, I missed that conversation. <laughs> deconstructioning. I don't think that's a word. <laughs> Deconstructing. Deconstructifying. Uh, premarital sexy time. Oh, yeah, I missed that conversation. <laughs> oh, I would drop names, but I don't feel like that's assume, the right thing to say. Let's not do that. Um, I assume it still involves insertion. <laughs> Just well, the tip, though. I mean. <laughs> Just the tip. Yeah. Yep. Just the tip of the week. Um, we also talked about uh, Paul Fodder. Didn't touch her. Uh, was kidnapped and stuck Didn't in know trunk. her. Never heard of her. Stuck Didn't in a touch trunk. Didn't touch her. Yeah. So, you can see the picture of mm-hmm. yeah. his, his trunky. <laughs> yes. Trunk selfie. That's, good. That's great, Michael. It's taking off. Everyone, Is get it? inside your trunk and mm-hmm. take a selfie. Nope. It's Let's not do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Let's do it. Nope. Do Somebody's going to die in the trunk, Michael. <laughs> Let's, Let's not do that. Nope. Whoever sends me the best trunky. Nope. Gets nothing. We'll get a book. Don't. Nope. (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Also, we talked about Hillary McBride destroying John Piper on the internet. Oh, man, she did, too. It was so good. Yeah. Yes. Sourced and cited. It was was magnificent. That's one thing I love about Hillary. Always knows her sources. Yep. Always. So great. She kept the receipts. Well, she's literally a researcher, so. Yeah. She does know sources. Yep. All right, uh, all right. Let's let's do this thing. Bojangles here. What's up with that name? People think I'm funny. People think I'm strange. Rolling on up in the passing pub, eating it up, eating the grub. Say now, give me that, give me that, give me that.
Where did he find? Mojangles' ways are not our ways. <laughs> Where did he find the? <laughs> I hear Yanny now. No, no see, Laurel. I'm still Laurel. hearing Laurel. But, uh, last night Yanny. and this morning, all I heard was Yanny. Laurel. That's weird, man. It really yeah, is. Yeah, I weird. hear Yanny now. Like I can understand the the eye thing. <laughs> Matt, like, Matt is so mad. He I is. He's so angry. I literally just saw his eye twitch. Matt is. That's how can mad we, he is. Can we start the trend? A hashtag trend of Matt is the angry one, please. I, well, start writing damn God. hashtags. Have that be your only <laughs> hashtag. Matt is the angry one. I am literally not an angry person. You, on the other hand, are an angry person. I think I found the button that really just pushes Matt. This is what it sounds like. Laurel. <laughs> Laurel. I hear you, Annie. I swear. I hear your impending death. That's what I fucking hear. Hey, Matt. What? Laurel. 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 Yanny. Yeah. Laurel. Yanny. Yeah. <laughs> Laurel. God, I wish everybody could see his face right now. <laughs> He's so mad. Fuming. He's fuming. <laughs> Can we move on to the from this bit? Like that bit wore out five minutes ago. Can no, we which move on one? Now? Nope. No, it didn't. We're not playing the game. What are you doing? <laughs> Man, you've had that sound bite in the can for a while, haven't you? And you're so, I'm so, it's bringing me joy to see how happy it made you to hit that button. Okay. Um, What, do you want to go over the the little box and I'll go over the the, the other thing? No, I don't. Give me the box. God. Give Brad the box. Are you really going to be this simpering asshole? Oh, Jesus. I am not eating this. Yeah. Read the note. Read the note. No, there's a note in the box. Oh, there you go. It's Who's a note from? in a box. Please read on air. Oh, good. <laughs> this is from... Who the fuck is this from? Somebody with terrible handwriting. I know. It's from... Does it say on there? Yeah, not really. <laughs> Jamie Hazel. Oh, that... All right, I guess that's a J and an H. All right. <laughs> to my dearest bastards, after having successfully heisted the truck full of beefy goodness, I thought it would be good to share the wealth... Please accept accept my hashtag beef jerky handshake and enjoy my little chub. <laughs> so he sent us uh, Jack Link's yeah, the original seen these little stores, chub. and I've gone. I'm never eating one of these, hickory, but here we are. Hickory, hickory smoked sausage. <laughs> oh, this is gonna this be is going to be awful. so gross. How are we rating these? Uh, I mean, how about uh, micro peens? No, that's how. That's that's not exactly micro. It's pretty. That's it's, pretty it's short, bro. Pretty girthy. Not I mean, really. I would say average, maybe average girth, maybe in like super. Michael looks at and goes, same. Yeah, I mean, are you serious? You think that is girthy? Now that I've got it. Now that I've got it in my hands. (laughs) There we go. I'm going to take a big bite out of the middle. How do you open these freaking things? You're not going to do the tip? Ooh, I legit can get this fucking thing. Those are not. Let me have a bite. I'll just take a bite. That's not great. Matt's eating Brad's little chub. Oh, those are... That's not good. Mm -mm. Nope. It's just a giant Slim Jim. Yeah, kind of, but I don't want a giant Slim Jim. (laughs) Like the... Mm. It's, it's a giant. It's a girthy. Slim that's like gym. a one. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'll give mm. that a one. Those are pretty terrible. Ugh. Oh boy, that's bad. 
Jamie, you can keep your little. It's chub, like um, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. it's like a mix of like a. It's a girthy slim gym. Yeah, but it kind of has like a Dead low raccoon. quality salami quality. Yeah, to yeah you know it what does. I mean? Like yeah. summer sausage. Yeah, but not. That's kind of enjoyable, but this not enjoyable. No, boy, that's that's really bad. I give that one Michael's peen. No. <laughs> Yeah, no. one Michael's bean. <laughs> Do you eat that whole thing? No. no. Just the tip. <laughs> he is, though. You know he will. He's going to house that motherfucker. Nah, you know he down. is. It's 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 a Just m- the tip. There's nothing left chum. of that. I mean, half of it's left. <laughs> well, that's more than the tip, buddy. Well, it's a little chub. <laughs> I took two it's... bites. Two bites. <laughs> Not going to deep throat that thing, huh? <laughs> I could probably. Uh, no, do. let's not. No, All I'm right. good. On air deep throat? No. Nope. Oh, God. Jeez. Well. well, now I have to finish it. I've got it started. Stop chewing in the microphone. Seriously, Michael. Jeez. God. Can we move on? Yes, What's next? please. What, what, is, oh, what this? is this? Oh. Okay. Dearest Matthias, Bradford, and Michelangelo, please enjoy some deliciousness from California. I hope you find these nuts, everything you need. <laughs> All the best, Mike Collins. So we're, we're... It's a shitload of different kinds of pistachios. We've eaten... So it looks like we've got... Does it say on there? Like, no. It doesn't say what it's in there. There's regular shelled ones, it looks like. Mm-hmm. There's pistachios regular, are my favorite. I nut. love pistachios. Regu- I do too. Regular, regular in the shell. Can looks you... like some sort of Cajun. Pass me some nuts. Mm. Quit like chewing the in the microphone. Ones. Sorry, that wasn't me. Everyone always assumes when you yell, it's me. That was Matt. <clears throat> um, uh, so there's some here. I don't even what. I don't know what these are. One is this one spicy? Put them in what? your mouth. Which one? No, the the orange ones, orangish ones, aren't spicy. Um, the green ones. And then are there's chocolate covered pistachios. Not something I've had. No. I'm on board though. Oh yeah, those are good. Are yeah. All right. Chocolate ones are. Aces. Are we just gonna do like rate all of the same? I think one? we do Jamie's little chub and Snuggletooth's nuts. That's fine. I'll go like four on those, man. I freaking love pistachios. Those yeah, are, they're good. That's just house nuts over there. I give the the. Little I don't chub, know what these are. I give the little. I, mean, chub I don't know a three. what flavor that's supposed to be. It just tastes like a pistachio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, which is fine. The green ones are spicy. They are. They're good. The chocolate ones are wonderful. Mm -hmm. Mm. I give the little chub three, and I give the nuts four. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are good. Mm. Thanks, Jamie, and thank you. I don't know what. I don't know what the orange ones are though. I don't know. They're good. I mean, they're just they taste like pistachios for the most part. They're oompa loompa nuts. I feel like they're supposed to be Cajun or something, but they're not really Cajun. But they are good. Oompa loompa. They're Donald Trump shriveled, shriveled nuts. That's great, Michael. Can we move on? Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. Those Thank are good. you for being a friend. I will eat those. Um, we will split mm-hmm. those up accordingly. They won't. Those will not stay here. Yeah, you say that. Okay. You Dude, the spicy ones are awesome. Which way to go? But we're here to help you. Turn left or right. Here's some advice and some bad opinions. We're reading palms and dropping bombs. Here's the pros and the cons. All right. We're going to do the pros and the cons of 
the zombie apocalypse. You guys can do this. I'll be over here eating pistachios. Brad, Brad. When you it was decided your, to come it was back your to the pod- idea. This when was you your just, idea. When you, you decided have yet to, to come back to the podcast, it wasn't just part time. Where you get to pick <laughs> I'm and just choose. here to drink beer and eat pistachios. Where you get to pick and choose what parts you're going to participate in. Why Matt does? Well, that's true. <laughs> Wait, what? What? <laughs> name one, name one example. <laughs> Brad's the angry one, though. Go ahead, name one example. There it is. I don't. I don't. I don't feel comfortable naming the example. We'll talk about it after the podcast. <laughs> I, what's going I don't even know what's going on. Okay. I don't either. Pros and cons. Zombie apocalypse. I'm just eating pistachios. <laughs> We're just going to see how mad we can get Matt. <laughs> Last week it was Brad's eulogy. This time it's make Matt die on air of our attack. <laughs> um, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I'll go first. All right. Uh, pro. Uh, you can, can destroy shit with impunity. Like you can just break stuff. Yeah. Looting. What if you're a zombie or just no? Just no, during if, the zombie during the zombie apocalypse. apocalypse. Looting is my second one. Yeah, you can just steal whatever. Looting. Cares. Everything is free. Yeah, money doesn't matter anymore. You get here's here's a pro. Uh, you get to like shoot human beings in the face with a shotgun. Yeah, and not yeah. go to jail for it. That's well, a pro, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trump is probably a zombie. Kanye <laughs> is probably a zombie. Two cons. I mean pros. Freudian slip there. <laughs> Um, oh, going along with the uh, shooting people in the face, uh, the pro the pro and anti gun people will finally agree that you can never have too many guns. It's <laughs> yeah. very true. Yeah. It's true. unity. <laughs> but here's the thing: killing with guns, it just brings in more zombies. It just attracts them. So you don't really want to kill with, with well, guns. Depends on how much ammo you got. Well, I mean, you and get how, like how a, how well bunkered you are. Yeah, if you get like I mean, a if you horde, got a Gatlin gun, bring those motherfuckers on in like unlimited ammo. But but that's still not going to protect it. you protect you from a horde. Like if you've got a horde of zombies... You ever seen a Gatlin gun at work, buddy? It, it doesn't matter. Like, I've watched enough of The Walking Dead to oh, know that... Fuck. Imagine, God. like... Imagine freaking New York City on Christmas Eve. That amount of zombies coming at you. A you don't think a Gatlin gun with... No. Not going to kill all those people. You don't no. think a Gatlin gun with unlimited ammo. Mm-hmm. I think you're full of shit. Mm-hmm. This isn't it. Rambo. There is limited ammo. But this is right. Oh, I'm sorry for bringing non-reality into this scenario. This, Jesus. But this is Rambone, my favorite film. God, Parody film. Yeah, I bet it is. Um, why do we do this? What else? Like, pro- because I could of, be home right because now. of conversations like this. Uh, zombie kill of the week contests. Oh, you could do that. Yeah, yeah. Zombie It'd be life. like the world's best game of uh, Fortnite. Yeah, oh, I totally would. <laughs> I've not played Fortnite yet. I've, I've tried playing it. I'm terrible at it. My kids are just obsessed. I have no idea. I need to download it. Is it is, does it cost money? No. Sweet. I'll download it later. Yeah. Um, I've got, you will likely get to drive your dream car. Oh, well, yeah. Until yeah, the gas runs mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, unless there's gas. There's probably some gas. You can't get rid of all the gas in the world at once. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, no lines at the amusement park. Oh, well, also power. Power could be an if, issue. Okay, you, I'm just saying, there's no, there's not going to be any fucking lines at the amusement you, park, if so if there is a, power... If you get enough generators chained up together, you can get, yourself, <laughs> get the beast rolling. Gotta raid the Home Depot. <laughs> yep. Um, I've got population control solved. <laughs> yeah, everybody's eating each other. Well, less mouths to feed. Well, I guess. Are we still on pros? Yeah, yeah. we're still on oh, pros. Okay, I got a con. 
What? Your dick falls off. Mm. Well, that's if, if you're, if you're a, zombie. a zombie. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, okay. If we're gonna go that route, um, <laughs> uh, you, you pass might those pistachios, brother. Yeah. Uh, you might get brother. eaten. You might get eaten. They might start at the crotch. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that would be bad. Uh, you get a new house. You can like whenever you want. Yeah. yeah. Live yeah. wherever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I had uh, this was a fantasy as a kid. Find an abandoned mall, ride a bike inside of yeah, it. Yeah, man. The college Hell mall in yeah. Bloomington. Uh, God, ramps. I always wanted to do that with the ramps and <laughs> <Me> stuff <too. laughs> from one end to the other. Yep. Oh my gosh. Um, here, here's one I thought this is a, a very exciting pro, is that um, every time you find a FedEx truck or a UPS truck, it's like Christmas Day. Yep, totally That's very true. Just crack them all open. That's a good one. Yeah. Or like a hostess truck or something like that. Ooh. Anything like that. Twinkies, yeah. zombie apocalypse, survival food. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you don't have to pay bills anymore. Nope. That's a good um, one. If you hurry, you could get a nearly endless supply of ED drugs. Because no one wants to go through the apocalypse without the ability to have an erection. Yeah, but then you've got a boner with nothing to do with it. Well, no I mean, order, if, no if there, if, but in case there is, I mean, you never know. When you well, you know what? With a zo- roving... zombie apocalypse, people are getting it on left and right. You, you never know when you might run into a roving band of whores or something. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to Brandon Andrus's house first, breaking into his car, getting the supplies, getting the samples. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> uh, pro, you can ride the dolphins at SeaWorld. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you? Who doesn't want to ride a fucking dolphin? Like, I have a feeling that the dolphins also, are going to die Also, it would quickly. be fun uh, when you kill a zombie, throw it into the orca. Tank oh, and yeah. Let the orca eat them. Yeah. Zombie orcas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess that's a con. Yeah, it's well. well it's not like they're going to crawl out of the water. Well, I mean, zombies, you never know. Well, they're not going to last that long. Well, you don't know. Maybe but they part can't of the, be that fast. Maybe part of the diseases that grow lungs. <laughs> uh, no more social media. That's a pro. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Donald Trump can't tweet anymore. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, well, he's a zombie, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm out of pros. Do you have any more? Uh, pros? Yeah, finally get to kill something with a chain. Someone with a chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. You have my chainsaw. I do. Did, did, did you try it? Yet? I haven't tried it yet. Right, Speaking I of, time. I hope it works. Yeah, I do too. Cons. We got cons. Um, cannibalism, kind of a con. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless you like, you know, human meat. Long pig. Yeah. Unless you like long pig. <laughs> uh, um, constantly have to share food with survi- with other survivors. Long pig. There's a there's a con. You have to live on Jim Baker uh, apocalypse buckets. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, I've got weird roving bands of Mad Max lookalikes. Do we have any more of that apocalypse bucket food? Yeah, uh, uh, Jen took Flynn it, McCormick and they're going to do something with the third anniversary. They're going to oh, have a cook off. Uh, no more Netflix. That's uh, a con. That is a con. Well, but then the pro of that would be you don't just endlessly sit there all day scrolling and with nothing to watch. That's yeah, a good point. That's true. Well, Although guess I'll been, watch Parks and Rec yeah, exactly. I've been binging Black Mirror. Really good. Is it? It's really, really That's good. That's great. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> really good. Uh, no more showers or general hygiene. You stopped long ago. No. Well, you got streams and stuff. Well, though. I know, but. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Please stick to the river. I regret doing that. Uh, remember when I was just the soundboard? Back in the good yes, old days. that's right. Mm. It was just me. Yeah, those were the days. <laughs> uh, um, what else you got? Cons. Where did my list go? Okay. Uh, you have to watch your family die. That's really fucking depressing. Well, unless that's if you suck at like, protecting them. So if you don't have a Gatling gun. If you don't have a Gatling gun, you're, you're screwed. Inevitably. You just got a twenty two and like six bullets. What's, yeah. the, what's the best zombie weapon? Um, machete. No. 
No, because you can get stuck in their skull. Bow and arrow if you're good with it. What are you, Legolas? Yeah, if you're good with from a distance and you're fast. He couldn't even take down all the orcs. How the fuck do you think he's going to take down... Reusable ammo. What? Give me Not a mach- really. Give me a machete. You're telling me you would rather have a bow and arrow than a Gatling gun. I'd like a... Uh, you're an idiot. A Gallagher... You're an idiot. A Gallagher Sledgematic. Gallagher Sledgematic. I just want to... What's up, Lenny? Sledgematic some zombies. Like a watermelon. <laughs> That's my. That's my. Would you cover yourself in a tarp like they do on the front row of a Gallagher? Yeah, I would just walk Gallagher around with concert. the tarp on. Um, I have. Uh, you get stuck surviving. You might get stuck surviving with the one guy that chews with his mouth open. Oh God. Yeah. I would immediately murder that guy. God, my five. I love my five year old. Chews with his mouth. One open. of these days, I'm going to kill him, and it's going to be because of that. Like you're going to know. I can't stand it. Oh. Um. <laughs> food production shortages. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a, definitely a con. Never get to visit Ireland. <laughs> well, that, that, Boy, is, that is, is pretty random. <laughs> that's pretty specific. Um, the Walking Dead fans will get this. Negan. Um, okay. Yeah. And then uh, less sex because you're always going to be on the lookout. Yeah. It's like a. It's watchful sex. Yes. Yeah. He's got one eye. One eye out. <laughs> How you doing, Lenny? What's up, Lenny? Third eye in. Uh, I've got. Do you have uh, any thoughts on zombie sex, Lenny? <laughs> no. All right. Uh, I've got one. I've got a couple more. Um, <laughs> Poor Lenny. Uh, you're always shitting in a ditch with no well, toilet. That's, no toilet. That's paper. right up your yeah, alley. That's what I'm saying. I know, that but like, a that's, a, that's a pro for Matt. That is bad news. <laughs> it's like his dream paper. come true. No toilet paper. What do we? Which do goes back to my general paper? hygiene comment too. Oh man, yeah, what would you? Yeah, aqua I mean, dumps, I guess leaves. Stay right by a fucking river and <laughs> aqua dump every time. Sorry, Lenny. You He's never it, heard the F word in public high school. Lenny, you get in the river and you poop downstream Thank you, Mike. and then it just <laughs> floats off. Just future reference, FYI. <laughs> uh, and then finally, uh, uh, cons, uh, you can't scream eat my ass at zombies because they take it literally. That's very true. Yeah. yeah. And they might actually try to do that. Yeah. How do we feel well, about I don't the movie? How do you feel about the movie Zombie Land? It's awesome. It is that good. movie is fantastic. Yeah, do you like it? I do like I it. I love yeah. that movie. It's really it's good. A, have you seen that, Lenny? Yeah, it's <clears> good. I really like uh Dawn of the Dead. The the remake actually surprisingly. I do like the remake. I haven't seen it. I'm, I'm, it was a long time. Oh wait, ago. no, Dawn of the Dead. Wait, that was like the original black and white. The zombie original movie. That was, was great. No, that was no, Night I'm of the talking Living. Oh, that's right. That's Night of the Living Dead. That movie's awesome. Talking about the remake. Uh, it's in the 90s. Oh, okay. It, it was not like, uh, I think. Does that have Ving Rhames in it? Yes. <laughs> it does. It does. Yes, I've seen parts we of it. We have the meats. We have the meats. <laughs> All right. That's we it. have We're the done. meats. Let's move on. With roast peppers. <laughs> We're totally the Euro place. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do we wear? Newsfeed. What do I do with my hands? All Newsfeed. right. Here we go. Lock up your fears, dry all your tears, refill your fears. We're headed into the newsfeed. Yeah. <clears throat> We've got one from Sarah Khan. Con. Con. Well, you're really just phoning. Just phoning it in, aren't you? Really? God, just guy goes on in. vacation, just phones it in the rest of the time. Oh, man. No foreplay. Just. Hmm. What? Okay. Our all foreplay. What is it? No, I don't, I don't know, know what the hell you're talking, talking about, so move on, Michael. Just stop. <laughs> Keep having those pistachios again. Stop. Okay. 
Sarah Khan, uh, she sent us an article, and <laughs> are you done? This is a very serious article. Okay. I need you to quit laughing. All right. Um, she sent us an article, and then I'll read the note she sent us after, uh, kind of why. Um, but James H. Cohn, founder of Black mm-hmm. Liberation yep. Theology, dies at 79. Yep. He gets a mention in our interview. Yeah, he does. Uh, and that was totally unplanned. Uh, in the late uh, 1960s, uh, Reverend James H. Cohn later recalled, I was within inches of leaving the Christian faith. He had spent a decade immersed in theology, poring over the teachings of the African Methodist Episcopal Church, studying for a doctorate and closely following the sermons and speeches of Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., whose nonviolent civil rights tactics were uh, informed by his ministries. Mm. And then he heard um, of Malcolm X um, and the black uh, power leader uh, proclaimed Christianity is the white man's religion, uh, one that encouraged African-Americans to uh, to wait patiently for milk and honey heaven mm. and called for the blacks to fight with their rights by any means necessary. So um, it's it's a pretty lengthy article going through his his life. Um, but. It's 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 a good good read. So James H. Cohn will yeah. have a link on Twitter and on he Facebook. Was legit. Um, and I'm gonna read Sarah Khan's message about yep. it. It says, "I just finished reading his book, Black Liberation Theology, and it has completely changed my view of Christianity and white supremacy in society, and the history of the United States. To be honest, mm-hmm. white American Jesus is what I grew up with. Deconstruction is a white privilege issue." People of color have already done this, uh, breaking down the American church that has been run uh, by and for white people. Mm-hmm. Race isn't a topic that people are comfortable with, but after reading this book, um, I'm understanding the blackness of God and Jesus, and it's something that totally makes sense. I highly recommend uh, fellow turds get an other than white perspective on Jesus. Jesus was a person of color. Uh, a day laborer who was arrested on false charges, tortured by the police, and uh, executed by the state. Yep. Uh, clearly not a white American male. <laughs> yeah. She said, it's kind of heavy, uh, and you don't have to read this on the podcast. Guess what? I am. Uh, but <laughs> but this guy needs to be talked about yes. uh, a hell of a lot more than he has been, especially if we're trying to reorder our disorder, as Roar says. Uh, and she says, also heads on, and this is why I can't get a date, uh, because <laughs> I don't want to talk about the weather. It's like, hey, let's talk about race and religion and the history of the United States. <laughs> LOL. So, yeah. Maybe, so, maybe save that for the second date. Yes. <laughs> so, so check out uh, this. Uh, it's it's an obituary is what she sent us um, from the Washington Post. And, and we'll have it uh, on Twitter and Facebook. James H. Cohn, just if you don't want to. You know, yep. go to there, just search James H. Cohn, mm-hmm. Washington Post. Um, yeah, it's a, it's it's a good read, and it's important. Also, check out his book, Black Liberation mm-hmm. Theology. So, Very cool. Yep. Cool. All right, who wants to wreck this say, holy moment? All right, uh, Burmese men are pumping their dicks full of coconut oil and regretting it forever. Same. What? <sighs> coconut yep. oil is what's supposed to come mm. out. Uh, oh, wow. Well, Matt, what do you got? Uh, 
after so, that. What, what, no, seriously, what are they doing? Why are they doing this? What's the idea behind it? Why does it hurt when I pee? <laughs> <laughs> you knew that come in handy again. Frank Zappa uh-huh. for you. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me while I finish off my little chub. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, you weren't here when I originally used no, that. I don't, yeah, but I remember listening yeah. to it. Okay, so this is actually an interview on vice.com with a, per, a person named Coco. Who's They're a medic, on your side. A, He's I, he's ruined that whole fucking it. bit. He's ruined that whole fucking bit. Over. Hey, you yeah. thought it was funny until he said it wasn't. No, so no, no, <laughs> no. I didn't. Yes, you left space for me. <laughs> he, <laughs> no, ahead. you just take space. You don't even like. Go ahead. Keep going. Uh, Coco's a medical student who is volunteering at a refugee camp on the Thai Myanmar border, and she told us about operating on guys who had tried gaining an inch with a tub of oil and a syringe. So basically, uh, they inject a syringe full of coconut oil into their dong, and it's supposed to make it bigger. Hmm. Here's the problem. Uh, it's called Karen Viagra. I don't know why. Karen? Listen yeah. up, Karen. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Karen. Fuck you, Karen. <laughs> so, uh, so she said, what is happening? This is in the interview. They asked, what is happening exactly? She said, basically... Uh, they inject their penises and sometimes their testicles with coconut oil, which makes the penis look and feel bigger. She said, I wish it was some complicated cultural thing, but really it's just because these men have small penises and they want to seem bigger. Um, So next week on the effect, the quote effect can last anywhere between two and three years. Then things get bad. What happens? So it does sort of work. It starts growing coconut trees. Nope. Uh, firstly, the coconut oil solidifies around the penis, oh. the actual penis. So between the yeah. skin of the shaft and the organ itself. Oh, yeah, that happens. And then after a few years, your penis just stops working. You have difficulty you peeing, it up, man. reduction in sensitivity, pain, and no erection, so no sex. Just a bunch of, bunch of Asian guys punching their crotches. Yeah. Oh, Wake up, man. damn it! Um, so they said, has it ever worked? And she said, well, there must be some success stories. Otherwise, why would they do it? But they're doing it when they're drunk a lot of the time. They're well, just filling well. syringes with coconut oil and putting it under the skin. Yeah, coconut oil does get hard, like just by sitting at like room temperature. Yeah. <clears throat> I've got a lot of coconut oil. Yeah, not for these purposes. I've say I've got a jar of it in my house. Yeah. So basically, to reverse it, mm-hmm. if they can reverse it at all, they have to take part of your penis off. Oh, oh boy, which part? Like, I don't know. Just Wait, does it fucking matter? <laughs> just the tip. Which part? <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Um, until they, until it rehardens. Yeah. You'd so, think if, it, if you just warmed it up a little bit, it gets soft. Then they could suck it out with like a no, like another no, syringe or something. Nope. Too far. Yep. Too far. That's the line. Yep, Got that's it. it. All right. Next. <laughs> you have anything else? Why does it hurt? Because you injected your penis with <laughs> exactly. coconut oil. Uh Co-pilot sucked out of cockpit window, pulled back in by the captain. Oh. I think I've heard... This is an old story, isn't it? No. I think I saw this in Jurassic Park. It actually just happened. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. It's an episode of Stargate Atlantis. Uh, This is just weeks after a woman died after being partially sucked out of the window of a Southwest Airlines I did hear about that. The co-pilot of a Sichuan Airlines flight was yesterday sucked halfway out of the cockpit window after it suddenly shattered at 32,000 feet. That's a problem. 
Thankfully, the plane's captain managed to both drag him back in and manually land the Airbus A319, a feat for which he is now being widely praised on Chinese social media. Jeez. Oh, man. Uh, captain Lu something told Chinese media <laughs> that on reaching its cruising altitude, a loud bang ripped through the cabin, swiftly followed by a drop in air pressure and temperature. He then realized the right windshield was completely gone. Wow. There was no Jeez. warning sign. The next thing I know, my co-pilot had been sucked halfway out the window. Everything in the cockpit was floating in the air. Man. Most of the equipment malfunctioned, and I couldn't hear the radio. The plane was shaking so hard, I could not read the gauges. Holy oh, sweet oh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no passengers or cabin crew were hurt. Amazingly, the co-pilot who was strapped in with a seatbelt, got away with just a sprained wrist, according to the Civil wow. Aviation Administration of China. That's what happened to the guys with the coconut oil, too, just sprained wrist. Yeah. That, uh, that, God. <laughs> wow. God. So that's, uh, that guy's a hero. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. That's, a, that's incredible. I just, I hate flying, and yeah. this is the kind of shit. I know. I hate it. It doesn't happen often. But yeah. it does if happen. it does, you're but, fucked. But it'll happen to a poly. <laughs> yeah, I know, for real. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. <laughs> uh, what right. do you got? Uh, from uh, CBS 47, Action News Jacksonville. Really? We're not there's, doing it. No, actually, are we I done doing that now? No, there's actually a fucking one. No, but he ruined. He ruined. The, you won't. Oh he God. ruined the bit. No, you ruined it by oh saying it. Really? <laughs> I ruined it. Yep. Boy. Anyway, uh, brawl break breaks out at charity cornhole tournament. <laughs> a fun weekend. Hate corn- when that happens. <laughs> yeah, don't you? Uh, oh wait, I've got music for this. Um, uh, let's see, street fighting man. What? Okay, uh, I was gonna say what kind of. A fun weekend cornhole tournament. Turn. Oh, wait, that's not street fighting, man. Hold on a second. Seven. <laughs> there we go. A fun weekend cornhole tournament turned violent in Douglasville, Georgia, when competitors started duking it out. The Douglas County Chamber of Commerce hosted its annual cornhole event Sunday at the Fox Hall Resort to raise money for scholarships for deserving students. So it's for scholarships for kids who need money. Neat. Participants and supporters were seen playing long game, enjoying the warm weather before a group of people disagreed about the score. Wow. They got in fight wow. about the score to a fucking cornhole wow. game. Wow. Uh, how do you how hard is it to score a cornhole game? Like it's not really that I difficult. wouldn't think it'd be that hard. Um I mean obviously alcohol was involved. Um no one was arrested apparently. And the police weren't even called, so apparently it settled down on its own. But yeah, it's it's pretty uh wow. Pretty hefty. So anyway, there you go. Uh, and then uh, from deadspin.com, uh, when Oregon fans make the O symbol for Oregon. Mm-hmm. They're screaming vagina in American Sign Language. <laughs> oh. oh. Great. Yeah. The New York Times reports. Um, yeah, the spade shape. They kind of do it spade shaped a little bit like this. Uh, oh, is, that is. Yes. Show support for the team means vagina in American Sign Language. Somehow mm. I knew that sign. Why do I know that sign? Why would you not know that sign? <laughs> I know that in bullshit. Uh, yeah, I knew bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like horns and this. Yeah. Yeah. This is a podcast. They can't see that. But yeah. Um, so anyway. Um, yeah. So that that's really all it is. But um, anyway. Yeah. yeah. So they're screaming vagina every time they make that symbol in Oregon. Lovely. So congratulations, Wonderful. Oregon Ducks. Um, hmm. Yeah. So many, so little time. Oh, gosh. Uh, product Just update. Uh, Papa John's <laughs> is selling gallon jugs of its garlic sauce. So. Oh, 20 bucks a pop for a gallon of that. 
Gallons. That's quite a lot. A bit, though. That is a lot. I mean, I thought that was a deal. It is. Oh, a okay. deal. I thought you were acting like it wasn't a deal. Yeah, like, that's a pretty that's good a deal. Pretty bucks. okay deal. A gallon, because one of those cups, I think, is like a dollar. If you get an extra cup, I think <laughs> I would imagine it's at least a dollar. I'm sure you're the only one that does that. <laughs> no, I've never done it, but the. You'd have to shake it up really good before you pour it, though. That's yeah, for, for sure. sure. Yeah, yes. I know. Um, that, that was just a little product update That's for great. you guys. Glad you shared for all the people out there. Looking forward to putting that on Twitter. Um, uh, women, uh, women, woman uh, who sent 65,000 texts uh, to her first date says love is an excessive thing. So a Phoenix woman. Yeah, I heard about wait, this what? story. Arizona yeah. woman. Uh, Phoenix woman is facing numerous charges after allegedly sending more than 65,000 text messages to a man after their first date last summer. So this has been almost a year thing. This is some psychotic shit. Uh, Police arrested 31-year-old Jacqueline AIDS on May 8th and charged her. (laughs) We're just going to let that go. We're just going to let that go. The (laughs) fact that her last name is AIDS. A-D-E-S. Still. Still. Um. She char- charged her with threatening stalking. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! Who was that? Do you, do you push that button? Not bad. Um, <laughs> um, I've got to <laughs> run away. I've got to. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jacqueline uh, A. Coneheads reference. Yeah, anyway. right? That's a first. 118 episodes <laughs> for our first Coneheads reference. Um, okay, Jacqueline Aids um, charged with threat. Stop thre- saying that. Just call Jacqueline her Jacqueline. Aids charged with threatening, stalking. Wow. Jackie, Jackie, Aids, Aids. <laughs> nope. Nope. Uh, her- charged with threatening, stalking, harassment, and failure to appear in court. Um <laughs> She discussed the allegations during a jailhouse interview. I just self-censored my... I just self-censored. Good, thank God. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. First time on the podcast. Yes. I feel like we should play a song or something. One of us. Fuck <laughs> yeah! Anyway, good old Jackie. Um... <laughs> Good old Jackie said I felt like I met my soulmate And I thought we would just do uh, What everyone else did And we would get married And everything would be fine 65,000 texts Dude that's yes. impossible Does it give a time pull, frame? Pull, pull out your your. It's been less than a year So God Let's just say it's a full year 65,000 divided by 365 How many is 178 that a, day? a day Yeah Yeah And so it's it's constant. I mean, it's constant for a year. Yeah, that's like seven. Constant. It's seven an hour, basically. That's insane. So you're and sending he, one text she, every roughly every eight minutes, eight hours a day, roughly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, that's, that's, that's pretty uh, crazy. Yeah. So um, you have to be such a wanker. Yeah, exactly. So she sent her date so many texts because loving him selflessly brought me Boy. to. His information. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, it's you know super she, selfless if you're sending sixty five thousand texts. Well, you know what she was trying to tell him, right? <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, so as, as time goes on, so as time goes on, some of her texts that she sent uh, started to include anti-Semitic insults oh, and threats well, like, there we go. well, neat. Threats like, don't ever leave me. I'll kill you. I don't want to be a murderer. 
Wow. Uh, also, I hope you die, you rotten, filthy Jew. Boy. I'm like the new Hitler. Man was a genius. What? Oh, what I would do with your blood. I want to bathe in it. Wow. Boy, he dodged a crazy yep. bullet there, didn't he? She's like, yep. so, how, okay, so why did it take him a year to report her to the police? Like, I'm thinking well, after three days of that, I'm over it. Yeah. Like, okay, we're not doing this. Authorities said the aides had been sending as many <laughs> as 500 messages a day since last year. Dude, like, it's unfreaking believable. They went on one date. Uh, she allegedly, this is what happened. She allegedly broke into his house while he was in vacation um, and took a bath in his tub. Um, <laughs> so so I have I had multiple songs ready for this episode. Didn't think I'd be using this one. I'm going yeah. Wow. Okay, so yeah. let's just say... Let's just say you're awake for 16 hours a day, okay? okay? 500 a day, that averages out to over 31 texts an hour. Yeah. That's a lot. That's ridiculous. Yep. That's once every two minutes. I mean, that is just... Yeah. Like, insane. that's insa- it's insane. That's that insane. Absolutely. She's, she's, well, she's, she took a bath at his house. Boy. And wants to bathe in his blood. She's obviously yep. crazy. I mean... Yep. Wow. I, I really wish there was a whole list of all the cho- all the messages she sent him. No, I don't think we need that. Um, she, she said, I'd wear your... <laughs> wear your skin like a she suit? Say, what is she, Buffalo Bill? Jesus I'd Christ. wear your fascia in the top what? of your skull in your hands and feet. I'd wear them. Wow. Um, okay, we're we're done with this story. Let's uh, let's go to the next one. Just yep. So yeah, he dodged a crazy bullet right there. Yeah, I'm guessing yeah. that came he out dodged, during the first day. He dodged numerous bullets. Mm-hmm. If I think. understand, he literally is, he has been super cool about it. Like as cool as you can be for somebody who wants to bathe in your blood. Um, so he just called the police, and well, now yeah. she's in jail. Man, that's um. So, I'm assuming in a padded room. I I'm not sure. Man, that's whacked. Um, Please tell me you have something better than that. Yeah, that's crazy town there. Uh, she also said that she was no threat to her alleged victim, <laughs> she, except her, for the bathing in blood her part. Her quote and bathing was, in his house. Her quote was, "No, oh my god, I love him so much. I just want to love him so much. That's it. And if he doesn't like it, I'll go home and I'll love my ex-boyfriend." Did he come home to find a boiled rabbit? I have no idea. <laughs> There's a horse head in his bed. Jesus. Yep. <laughs> That's it, man. Hmm. Boy. All right. Let's, uh, do you got anything better than that to uh, no, kind of wrap I, up the news I feed? Or I think that's um, it. Something positive, maybe? Uh, yeah, pet dog uh, raised by... <laughs> Beating uh, to death against the side of a garage. No. Uh, <laughs> raised by a Chinese family for two years. Uh, it turns out to be a black bear. <laughs> so. <Jeez>. Boy. <laughs> Somebody didn't do well in biology yep. class. When Sue Yun <laughs> uh, brought her family p- a puppy two years ago, she was surprised at how much the dog ate. <laughs> a box full of fruits and two buckets of noodles. And every three day. of her children. <laughs> oh. Damn thing keeps eating my kids. The family realized their error when uh, the pet did not stop growing and started showing a talent for walking on two hind legs. <laughs> <laughs> 
the more he grew, the more he looked like a bear. That's my all time. That is my new favorite yeah. sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's just say what. So she's a villager that lives near the city of Kunming hmm. in the Yunnan Pram province. Um. God, we're children. The animal has Kunming. 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 Don't. No. Stop. Stop. That's what those guys with nope. coconut Stop. oil were doing. Stop. <laughs> no, they clearly were not yep. anymore. Well, I got clogged <laughs> Once up. Once it hardened, there was no Kunming happening. <laughs> no, but you really have to. Uh, yeah, well, really. Maybe if you. If you're vigorous enough, you can warm it up to work with liquefy again. So, uh, the thing's no friction, anything is possible. The bear is a meter tall. Good uh, God. Yep. They sedated it before transportation. It's now <laughs> under the, the Yunnan like Wildlife shot the Rescue face Center. With a freaking trank. Yep. They've been feeding it. Our beloved pet. Shit. We tranked it and sent it to a zoo. God. Um, yeah. So. It's right. a enda- it, it was also an endangered bear, Asiat- Asiatic, 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 black bear, hmm. which would fetch thousands of pounds if sold on the black market, the black bear market, <laughs> just to be specific. Um, <laughs> God. Oh, sorry, freaking wrong music. It's the wrong have. button. I meant to do this. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Wow, we're not going to party like it's 1999. No. I apologize no. for that. Let's- that might All come right. later. Wow. All right. Let's go into Foofy. Are we ready for this? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> All right. Austin Channing Brown is a flea, flea lance. God damn it. Wow. A free lance writer and speaker with a particular focus um, on black womanhood and faith. She is working on her first book, which is out now. I guess she's not really working on it anymore. Um, she, uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's out. <laughs> yes. Go buy her book. Um, uh, her writing can be found in Sojourner's Magazine, Relevant Magazine, never heard of it, uh, Mutuality Magazine, <laughs> and other places around the web. Uh, she also wrote a column called Wild Hope for Today's Christian Woman, which is still accessible uh, to readers. Uh, she's passionate about racial justice justice and reconciliation uh austin travels the country preaching and teaching about the ways this uh work intersects with christian faith her book is called i'm still here black dignity in a world made for whiteness it needs to be read so it needs to be read by everybody yeah Yeah. it's uh it's it's an important book important book and just a reminder we are giving away five copies on twitter twitter.com slash pastors podcast um, Follow and retweet. Go ahead and buy it now, though, in case you don't win, and you can give the other one away. There you go. Um, yep, Brad is not in this interview. So <laughs> Brad was out of town for work. Yeah. Bubby was working. Yeah, um, it is a fantastic interview. But yeah, it I'm is, really freaking sucks that I missed it. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna get, we're, we've got other things to talk about. Yes. We're gonna get her back on at some point. So yeah, Brad definitely prepared for the interview, read the book, and yep. then yep, I sure did. Yep. Poor, <laughs> poor planning on our part. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much. Um, so it happens. But uh, anyway, go, ch- go check out the book. I'm still here. Black Digni- dignity in a world made for whiteness by Austin Channing Brown. Without further ado. Further 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 further
further up than further in. Yeah. Hello, Austin. How's it going? So good. Thank you guys for having me on today. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. We're, we are so excited to have you on. Uh, we've been t- reading your book uh, for months now because we, we got a pretty early yeah, copy of it. Early, so, early oh, okay. We've been, okay. We've been sharing it amongst ourselves and talking about it. So we're, we're glad that the day is finally coming you're going to release this thing we've had this set up since like january haven't yeah, we I january think so. yeah it's been it's been a minute listen so you all have been waiting as long as me yes <laughs> for <Yeah>. this thing <laughs> yeah uh rachel held evans was on and she was like you've got to talk to to austin janning brown and i was oh. like we've got it booked it's just a matter of time <laughs> she's coming Oh, Rachel is so, so sweet. She yes, is. that was a great interview too. She we was. Really I bet it her. was. I bet she was on fire. <laughs> yes, she was fun too. Yeah. So, um, you've got a book coming out, and and I by do. the time this drops, it drops Wednesday night, so it, it'll it will be out. It will be released into the wild. Your book. Yeah. I can't believe it. I know. Um, so it's called "I'm Still Here: Black Dignity in a World Made for Whiteness." Um, I saw uh, Science Mike talking about it on Facebook yes, today. He seemed like an hour ago, like, something like two hours ago or something like that. Yeah, oh. he was he was feeling it for sure. He loved it, <laughs> so we loved it as well. Did, um, did now tell the truth? Did you want to throw it across the room at any point? Oh, for sure. Like Good. yeah, there, there were Yay. there were times where I was just like, this is like when I finished it, I messaged these guys like that was a really good book but it was really hard. It wasn't yeah. a light. It's not a light read it's by any not. means. It's, it's not really a walk in the park. Is, it's not a kick back on the beach and read kind of thing. <laughs> yes. I don't think. It's, I would not it's more of like sit down with a nice glass of scotch and really absorb yeah, it sort of thing. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so uh, I also saw an article um, recently. I, don't, I forget who it was that put it out. I think religion services maybe. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Um, where the title was is actually – my first question. So <laughs> you, you, you open the book uh, yes. with the sentence, white people are exhausting. <laughs> so this is a show hosted yeah. by three white men. We couldn't agree three, more. Three of the whitest guys you yeah. will ever meet. Yep. Um, we couldn't agree more. The white men are exhausting. Good. Uh, we get, we, when we get criticism, it's usually yes. white males. So <laughs> And there's just something about it. <laughs> they, they wear us out too. It's a completely different way, but they totally wear us out too. Yeah. That is hilarious. Yeah. You know, that's partly why um, you haven't even asked the question yet, but I'm just going to jump in. No, just, just tell <laughs> us why. Let us explain it for, for, for people. Yeah. I, um, I, well, when it's true. Yes. And the reason the reason I know it's true is because white people agree with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> white people are exhausting. Um, I I was pretty clear about who my audience was um, when I started writing this yeah. um, book or start working on it as a project at all. And um, and my goal was to really reach folks who um, who are already committed to the racial justice journey, hmm. um, or who at the very least are committed to exploring yeah. right. because yes. if you have been in this work, in these conversations, if you've been to a workshop, if you've been to a conference, you know, it, you have probably been exhausted by a white person already. Yep. Yeah. It doesn't take long. And so I, um, I really, really, really 
um, wanted to make clear who this book is for. And there are going to be some white folks who pick up this book and put it right back down on the shelf after reading yeah. that sentence or send me a nice little email about how racist I am. Um, both, <laughs> of, both of those things are entirely possible. Oh my gosh. We're laughing because it's awful because and it's, it's, it's true. true. It is completely true. It's so true. That's um, we, um, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say there are so many there's so many other folks who pick up this book and read that first line and go, yep. yep. Or laugh, which yep. is the intention. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is, this is what we're dealing with people. It's funny. So we, during our podcast, we, uh, we're a progressive Christian podcast. No, well, mm-hmm. Christian loosely. Um, <laughs> that's a pretty broad um, term. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're a progressive spiritual podcast. Um, and when we were setting up this, the, the, the podcast, we, um, decided that, uh, we were going to talk about what we were drinking, uh, yeah. at the very beginning, uh, just to kind of weed out a certain group of people sure. and sure. you've done the same thing in sure. your book. Uh, I think it's That's interesting exactly that, yep. It, it's just, and it's a great first sentence, which I know is important in, 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 yeah. in yeah. writing books. It's, it's such, it's, it, it brings, brings you in. And, you know, I truthfully, you know, as I thought about, you know, which word to use, like I could have your frustrating or disappointing or, you know, like there's other words that are out there. Yeah. Um, but exhaustion felt like the one that the, that most black women experience uh-huh. on a regular basis as they navigate um, racial justice, you know, yeah. like just tired. Like y'all have just worn me out. <laughs> and so, you know, like, like there are some other things too, but I just felt like exhaustion was like at the top of the list. So yeah. there we go. So, you know, we live in, we live in rural Indiana, essentially. We're in Do such, you? Such, yeah. Yes. We're, we're in the reddest County, one of the reddest counties and one of the reddest States in the country. OMG, with your progressive. Oh spiritual man. Podcast. Yeah. We tried yeah. to start a church and that's a progressive church. And oh, so oh, we, no. so we ended up, we ended up with a podcast instead. <laughs> yeah. Um, taking it to the streets. Yeah. Yeah. Taking it to the masses. Um, <laughs> it worked out a lot better. In the oh, end, totally. So. We've totally reached way more people than we ever did with the church. So, but you know, it's our, our community is essentially it's about it's like ninety eight percent white, and that's not yeah. an exaggeration. That, as of two thousand ten, it was ninety seven point yeah. five. Yeah. Okay. Um, thanks, Captain Statistics. Yes, you're welcome. That. I looked um, it up. So, in places like this, what can what can people do to even become more knowledgeable about systemic racism? I mean, it's a massive Ooh. problem. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like it's I feel like it's becoming worse. And I don't know if it's <laughs> just because I'm on Twitter a lot, or if it really is becoming worse. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's debatable for sure. Yeah. Um, I I think that in places like that, it's going to take white folks talking to white folks. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think making use of all these amazing resources, right? So y'all got are obviously fans of podcasts, mm-hmm. and there are so many amazing podcasts out there from the really really serious like deep dive into. Um, social justice issues to the really, really funny and entertaining um, that still manage to talk about pop culture and justice issues. So um, one of my favorites that I think does this really, really well, actually there's two. Um, One is another round, which is two women um, who, who talk about just pop culture in general, but they very purposefully center black folks in their podcast. Um, and so I feel like it's a lot for white folks to learn in that podcast, yes. but they're also hilarious. And they too, at the end of every episode, 
um, clinked our glasses. So <laughs> nice. hopefully your listeners would be into that. Yeah. Um, and then the other one that's really fun is Denzel Washington is the greatest actor of all time ever. <laughs> it's so funny. And that is two guys. Um, one is um, um, Kamel. Am I saying his name right? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, um, do, do, uh, no. no. You're, you're thinking of Kumail. Yeah. Nanji Anani. I, I, um, I totally butchered his last name. Uh, Kamal, but, uh, uh, Bell. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. Yep. Yes. Okay. okay. Yep. Okay. I've totally butchered that name. Holy smokes. Because um, <laughs> it is not right in front of me. But anyway, he is a genius. He is so funny. Um, and he and his friend do this podcast together. And um, they talk a lot about, obviously, Denzel movies. But then they also <laughs> talk about um, just popular black movies and what they mean in po- right. popular culture. They talk about um, recent social events that are just happening and they have on a lot of black guests. Um, So they had on like Ava DuVernay and I think they've had on Spike Lee and Mm -hmm. just folks that um, that black folks really admire and look up to. Hmm. So anyway, point being, find resources, including podcasts, which are really fun. Right. Sweet. Um, So in dealing with with racism, you wrote often uh, times the responsibility to extend compassion falls on me. Um, I find, I found that really eye opening. And I, I, ever since I read it, I keep thinking back about shit that I've done in my past or, or, you know, could you unpack that statement a little bit for our listeners of, of, and before you even say that, I would, I would, I like, I had heard something similar to that, you know, just in the last year or so via Twitter Mm -hmm. and things like that. Sure. And that was, that was a huge holy shit moment for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, completely did not even think about anything like in terms of, oh, God, like I'm putting it on like we're putting it on on black people to right. to, to extend grace when we're like, oh, no, I'm, I'm white. <laughs> I can do whatever the hell I want. And it's, it's up to you. It's up to you to fix all this. Like this is why it's so exhausting. Yes, exactly. Oh, yes. My word. Yeah. So, so from the perspective of a black woman, right? So I'm a black woman. I'm in, let's say, a church that is attempting to be multiracial. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I like, I like your phrasing yeah. there. Did I hear air quotes we're, there? Or we're just attempting. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and I. Um, I already work here. I already worship here. I already volunteer here. Right. So I'm already dealing with white people and being exhausting Mm -hmm. on a fairly regular basis, (laughs) but I'm going to take an extra step and I'm going to be part of the committee that is trying to diversify the worship service. Right. Right. Oh man. So I come to the meeting and I'm all pumped up because I'm going to be a part of the change. And I assume I'm going to sit at a table with other folks who want to be a part of the change. And I'm asked a question um, about something that isn't going well in worship. So let's just say, uh, let's start with an easy one. Let's say the music. The music is just all white all the time. And I really miss hearing my gospel music. You don't want to listen to Chris Tomlin 24-7? I mean, you know what I mean? There's a couple songs that I have learned in which I find, find Jesus the Christ, but... Jesus does not just reside in the Christian contemporary music, right? right. So I'm sitting yes. at the table. <laughs> Lots of times he doesn't and- <laughs> at all. Let's just be honest. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say that. Okay. But, we'll go um, ahead and say As white we'll people, we'll you. go ahead and say that. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got you covered. So I um, tell a story about 
an amazing hymn that means a lot to me that I heard growing up in my church and I just get really emotional, um, you know, sharing this very personal story Mm -hmm. as we discuss how this worship service might be changed. And then all of a sudden, someone on the opposite side of the table says, you know, Austin, I just really feel attacked by what you're saying right now. Um, you know, we've worked really hard. Part of that. We've worked really hard with these songs. And um, and I just feel like you're just like throwing it all away and that you don't really care about us or this service or the people around the table. So on and so forth, right? Yeah. Well, yep. well now... <laughs> The burden has just been placed on me to not only work, worship, or and, or volunteer at this church, and to not only sit at this committee table and try to open people's eyes, but now I also have to make other people feel better about making me feel bad by yep. leaving me out of the service every weekend. Uh, that ain't fair. No, it's not. That ain't fair. It is not. So that's what I mean by like having to extend even greater compassion, right? When I'm already showing up and trying to say, here's my story. Here's my life. Here's my culture. Here's what we can do. Here's how we can be more creative. And instead of having that conversation, I am instead taking care of the feelings of everyone else around the table. That, that that has to be exhausting. <laughs> There's a word for that. I think it's exhausting. You should put that in a book. Um, should. So you have a chapter on white fragility. Yes. Um, Good job. Uh, could you, could it's you, what I just described. I know. Can you, can you talk about why that's so dangerous? Oh, my God. So. In, in under an hour. I know, right? Because <laughs> it is, it is intrinsic, intrinsically dangerous. Because because really we we have basically more or less forced you to play by a certain set of rules. That's right. That are That's right. Bullshit. Um, and further exhausting. Yes. So, so the I feel like the the most I, I feel funny even saying this like the most common, but I feel like the one that. Um, sorry guys, hold on one second. Husband's talking to me. (laughs) Yes. Yes, they're fine. As long as, um, you transfer said sweet potatoes into a bowl (laughs) so that we can continue to use those sweet potatoes if he doesn't finish them. Mothering real life. We're we're totally leaving that in. (laughs) Yeah. We don't edit anything out by the way. So that's totally in. (laughs) That's, That's fantastic. Sweet potatoes. <laughs> Gotta save the sweet potatoes. <laughs> um, so I totally forgot where I was. White fragility. Why is uh, it dangerous? Yes. Yep. Um, so the white fragility, yes. So there are um, ways in which white fragility manifests itself so that everybody in the room is fully aware that's what's happening right now. Yeah, right. And I would say one of the most dangerous forms is aggression. Mm-hmm. Um, in which generally speaking, a white man will get up and like try and like posture. Um, Mm -hmm. so he'll raise himself to his full height. He'll like get the deepest voice he could possibly muster. Um, and he begins to talk over everyone else, including the expert or the teacher in the room. Mm -hmm. Um, and he'll say things like, who's, who's really in charge here or how, 
I don't, I don't agree. I once had, I once was in a room with a guy who stood up to challenge the speaker and said, I just looked this up on Wikipedia. And <laughs> I was like, I'm informed. Well, well, you're an expert then. Exhausting. Oh my word. Um, right. But that, now that's a ridiculous example, but it does happen in other ways too, where someone is like, I have a friend or I have, I, I know a black person or right. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had, a, I once worked in a job that sent me to the hood, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. I, but I whole, can't be racist <laughs> because I know people. <laughs> Thank you. And, and I know more than you do because yeah. I had this one experience. Yeah. Um, it's not like you've lived it or anything. I mean, you know, so that, that can be really frightening, um, yeah, depending on yeah, the level sure. of aggression. Yeah. Um, and especially for me as a woman, um, that, that is like really, really dangerous. I was just reading a story, um, about, uh, Tarana Burke who started the me too uh-huh. movement, the me too hashtag. Yeah. And she was talking about being on stage somewhere in the last month, I think, um, and two people got really aggressive, a man and a woman got really aggressive in the space, like as mm. the uh, program was unfolding and then waited for her at her car oh, to continue no. to fight with her. So when I say like dangerous and frightening and scary, I really mean, I'm not being like, yeah. I'm not exaggerating. Yeah, right. Um, doing this work can be really, really frightening yeah. when people move into aggression. Yeah. That being said, white fragility often shows up in, um, like you said, dangerous ways, but ways that most people are forgiving of, um, particularly in Christian circles. Yes. So white tears, the white tears, like I just described, I, I just feel like you're attacking me. I just feel like, I just feel like you don't understand. I just, I just, if it begins with, I just, it's probably going to be bad from, from that moment yeah. on. Um, but what it does is it stops the conversation mm-hmm. altogether. So we are now no longer talking about our efforts or actions or what we can do. We are now talking about this one person and making him or her feel better about being in the room Yeah. and making, as you said, all kinds of concessions about our space in order to do it. So yeah. we don't care about whether or not the black person is feeling comfortable, is feeling yeah. safe, is feeling free is feeling right yeah right this moment all eyes and all comfort all emotional energy is going to this one person in the room um who feels that they now need to take up all the space in the room yeah and it's typically the angry white guy it is often the angry white guy or the white woman who um, soccer, is feeling so mom. uncomfortable. Yeah, who's just feeling so uncomfortable. Yeah. She has to make it all about her. Yeah. Yep. So you talk a lot about niceness in the book. It's one thing I, I noticed. So you, you have lots of stories in the book that are just uncomfortable, um, but, but really great uh, explanations that really oh, ev- evoke emotion. Um but a theme you talk about is niceness, um, that, that white people assume that niceness can override racism. Your intent can override actual racism. What, what your intent is. And it's simply not true. Um, how, how is, 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 can you talk about how there's an expectation for, for black people to, to, to be nice 
to <laughs> ignorant or racist white people. Um, <laughs> I, I, I know that there is a, constantly faced with people uh, expecting. Um, I, I know if, if I was in that position, people expected me to be nice to people uh, in, in the face of, of gross injustice, I would be angry all the time. And, and anger can be a holy thing, um, but how how do you overcome that anger, or or how do you embrace it? If that makes sense. Aye, aye, aye. That's a really long loaded question with a lot of <laughs> rabbit trails. It's okay. Um. So. So if we think about um, if we think about other relationships that we're in, um, so you think about um, your spouse or you think about your in-laws or your siblings or, um, a pastor that you had a falling out with, Mm -hmm. right? If we think about almost any other relationship, we immediately understand how niceness does not detract from causing harm. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Right? Like we have all been in a situation with someone who is acting perfectly nice, but we're still causing a whole hell of harm and hurting people. Yep. Um, And so it's that same basic concept, right? That in order to defeat racism, you can't just be nice. Um, You have to be willing to see injustice and respond to injustice. And and those are two different stages, right? So the first is to be able to just see it at all. Um, And then the second is to have a desire to respond to it. Mm And unfortunately, what usually happens is that white folks want a pat on the back for reaching either of those stages, (laughs) either seeing it or (laughs) wanting to do something about it. Yep. And and the desire for the pat on the back takes the form of um, black person. Why aren't you so grateful that I see this? Um, Black person, why aren't you being nice to me? I'm on your side. I see this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Black person, why won't you call me an ally? I mean, I do see this. Yeah. Um, and so what it, what it does is it essentially becomes a system to earn points for the white person <laughs> who really wants to be good as opposed to um, really wanting to do the work, yeah. you know, and taking pride in the work itself. Um, I, I, I would say that um, a really uh, like popular example of this um, happens with the uh, NFL protesters. Mm-hmm. Um, who are taking a knee um, and the the gigantic response being, well, they should just be grateful. They should just be grateful that oh, they're gosh. in the NFL. They should, they should just be grateful that they made it. They should just be grateful that we wear their jerseys and that we buy these tickets and Jeez. that we dot, dot, dot. Right. Yeah. yeah. But that is a sentiment that happens all the time. Oh, we, we live in, in that churches, sentiment. Yeah. Right. Yep. yep. And, and I would bet women understand this too. Like, but mm-hmm. we gave you the class, but yeah. we, but we let you have a, a women's ministry. What more could you want? Why, shouldn't you just be grateful? Mm-hmm. Why aren't you just more grateful? Right. And that yeah. really means be nice to me. Yes. yes. No matter what I do, be nice. To Stop me. challenging my That's long right. held preconceived notions. That's of, right. Yeah. Mm. Oh man, that was good. I don't, yeah. could you talk about the anger part real quick and just kind oh, of, yeah. Yeah, the um, h- how anger uh, can be a good thing, a holy yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anger, particularly of Black folks, is is often just diminished, right? Like, like if you're if if I'm an angry Black person, then you can just dismiss anything I say, 
Um, and, oh, it's so frustrating um, because it's dehumanizing. It's like, I am a person who experiences anger. Yeah. <laughs> and if yeah. other people can express their anger, then why can't I? Right. Um, yeah. And for black women in particular, it's even more difficult because there is an actual stereotype, right? The angry black woman. Um who can just then be dismissed anytime I express anger. And so there's a lot of black women and folks who work for racial justice who have been taught that if we want to continue to create these multiracial communities, um, that we have to speak in a way and that is invitational, hmm. i.e. do not make white people uncomfortable by expressing anger. And um, sometimes that's said explicitly, yeah. from white people, of course, but oftentimes, <laughs> oftentimes it's just sort of like this thing under the surface, right? right? Yeah, like, yeah. like folks who are teaching or speaking are making a decision um, about how they're going to approach the folks in this particular room, right? And so um, I will say for myself that I picked up, maybe not consciously, but just subconsciously that if I wanted to be heard, I couldn't be angry. Mm. And one day I sat down and read um, Audre Lorde's Sister Outsider, which is an incredible book. And she's got a anger. And she says quite explicitly what y'all just said, that anger is not inherently bad. Yeah. That anger can be a force for good in the world. Yep. Um, that anger can can be creative and, and that anger points to an injustice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right, that if you are angry, it means something has gone wrong, yep, yep. <laughs> and that's something we can choose to correct, um, because it has produced a, a certain level of passion within yeah, us. Yeah, and there's even a, a gross double standard in in the the explanation you gave about the the um the the white man who was very angry and he mm -hmm. felt justified, but you are not given that same freedom right. to be angry. Granted, his right. his anger was bullshit, but. It doesn't is, matter. It's justified, right. but, right. Yeah. but like he was given the freedom to. Even matter. Yeah, that's right. He was given the freedom to 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 be angry, that's right. and you are not afforded the same luxury. You know how fast my class would have been shut down if oh, I man. was angry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Like it's um, it's a really it's a really difficult position to be in, particularly if you're in a workplace setting, right? So yeah. mm -hmm. church is awkward to say the least, um, right? <laughs> but I can still go, right? Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's yeah. uncomfortable, I can still go, right? Yep. Being in a workplace though, where my benefits, my paycheck, mm -hmm. yeah. my performance review, right, is all based on how I'm perceived, um, that's, that's when it becomes even more frustrating because a white guy gets angry and all of a sudden we have a new vision. And it's like, whoa, oh, Austin, I just really think that you should pray about this. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know. Okay. Yes, we know exactly what you mean. All right, All right people. Oh, man. I'm going to go take my lunch break now. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, I mean, the thing about ang like, I mean, if you look through the scriptures, anger is a prophetic act. Like, I mean, like, on a very regular basis in the Bible. Yes, I mean, yeah. and it, it's almost, almost entirely centered around social justice issues in the scriptures. That's right. That's right. About the marginalization of the poor, of the outcast. Of, I mean, Jesus overturns the temple. I mean, he he 
just trashes the shit out of it because he yep. got angry. I mean, yep. and, and I think this is a core thing that is missing in white theology and white churches yes. and in white folks who are trying to understand racial justice without actually feeling anything. Um, yeah. is, is that if I, if you, if you truly believe that I am fully human, if you really believe that I am as human as you are, then it should make you upset. It should make you angry every single time you see a video of an unarmed black person yes. mm. being strangled, being killed, being beaten, having their clothes ripped off. Yeah. Like the only the only way to not experience anger is for some part of you to not really believe that I deserve the treatment that you deserve or right. that your kids deserve right. or that yeah. your friends deserve or that your pastor, right? Like, yeah. like some part of my humanity is, is being denied. And it is so, it's such a simple concept, but it's really difficult to explain to white folks who are still living under the impact of racism, which does require my inferiority. Hmm. So, I had this revelation of about a year and a half ago when I got pulled over um, for uh, was it a vision? Was it a vision? Yeah. <laughs> it was a vision. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We have a new vision statement now. Um, I got, I got, I was going too Sorry. fast through a town. I accelerated apparently before the speed limit increased and the cops saw me do that. So, so I got pulled over and this was right around the time that Philando Castile was murdered. Got it. Okay. And I had a conscious thought of, I don't have to worry about this traffic stop. And there's a lot of my black brothers and sisters that absolutely That's right. do. And That's right. it was a really, it was a really sobering moment for me because it, you know, you say in the book that doing nothing is no longer an option. Like, yeah. and I know that the three of us, Brad being at, in absentia here, may he um, rest in peace. May he, may he rest in peace. <laughs> um, He's in a hotel talking about the free drinks he's getting, so I'm not feeling that bad for him. Um, it, you know, I feel I feel comp when I see videos of a of a of a teenager who just got back from his prom getting choked out at Waffle House mm. by a cop, mm. or somebody being gunned down at a traffic stop, or 65 year old black grandmother being That's yanked right. out of her car. Like, oh. I feel completely fucking impotent. That's right. To do anything That's meaningful, right. and it, it's right. it's it's just yeah. evil, I and I don't. That facing the black community like all this evil and racism just facing the black community which feels like it's just escalated since november of 2016 um mm -hmm. like what the hell do we even where do we even oh, begin man. as white people oh. where do we even begin like i can get angry and i can tweet something yeah. but that does that does yeah. jack shit i mean it, it just yeah. doesn't do anything except let pe white people that follow me know that i'm angry like <laughs> yeah, it does it well, doesn't solve anything right 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 so so uh... So every, um, every action that we do does produce something, right? Right. So your tweet doesn't change the systemic issue, right? right? But that, that doesn't mean that it's doing nothing, right? Like okay. words matter. That's, right. that's why we have a Bible, right? Because right. we, we really believe that words <laughs> right. matter. Um, and so the fact that you tweet that you're letting your listeners know about one, what's going on, because there's so many white folks who are oblivious, right? Um, and two, that you can express emotion, that you can model anger. That's not a small thing. Right. Um, it's really, really important. And I know that when I am, you know, on Twitter and I'm upset and I'm angry, 
I notice when my white friends are angry too. And mm-hmm. I notice when there are folks who are completely silent and are always silent. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not like I'm taking tabs, like who, who tweeted about this? this week? Right? Like I don't mean You're that. keeping, keeping mean, a list. There are people who consistently speak up and there are people who right. consistently don't. Right. And so that, so that matters. But um, I think white folks have to do what black folks do, which is make the question smaller. So white folks got to get out of this idea. It, it really is a remnant of superiority that you by yourself can change any system mm. Um, mm. or can do all the work or can take all the actions or whatever. Like that's, that's not a thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you're saying white people can't save the world. Is that what you're trying to tell us? You know what I'm saying? That's not a thing. Well, I've learned something today then. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> totally joking. Totally joking. Wow. <laughs> um, so I think if you, if you make the question smaller, right? Okay. So is it, um, how, how much money from the military is, are the police officers receiving in my mm. county? Mm-hmm. How many people are locked up in the nearest prison where mm. I am? Who is up for, which judges are up for reelection and how many folks do they put away every year? Right. Um, what laws are on the table for being changed in my state regarding those who are incarcerated? Um, what organizations, particularly like state led organizations or even national ones, right? Cause sometimes it can be hard to find like a little local community organization, Yeah. but if you spread it out to the County, the state or nationally, right. Then you can be a part of, of getting laws changed and, um, being in the know when, um, bill, certain bills are up right. um, to be voted on or when bills are even being created, um, so yeah, so so I think white folks got to take it smaller. You're not gonna save the world. That's okay. Um, <laughs> take a smaller chunk, right, right? And ask yourself, what can I do about this smaller thing over here? Um, can I change the way that I vote? Can I join this organization? Can I give to this fund? Um, and and I think that white folks should join more organizations that are being led by people of color where possible, and sit down and shut up and do what they're told. Now I know that sounds real terrible, um, but it's really what should happen. Right? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Just, no, yeah, you will sure. find no disagreement on this end. And you should be quiet. <laughs> yeah. And then you should do what's asked of you. Right. Yep. Um, and eventually, you could probably contribute to the conversation and the strategic vision. Um, but initially, you should just sit down and be quiet and 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 learn and do what you're told. Um, it would be great, great practice. Um, yeah. for a whole lot of white folks. But again, if you're in a community that's like 97% white, <laughs> yep. you know what I'm saying? So I just want to yeah. acknowledge that yeah. that's yeah. not always a possibility. Well, the, the, the good news is we are, we, you know, Bloomington, where our Indian University is, is oh, half, sure. hour, half hour south. We're half hour south of Indy. We sit between both of them. But we, are, we are definitely not those <laughs> those two places. So, but, but, but the opportunities that's are there for point. that. Yeah, that's a really good point, is yeah. that if there is a university near you, yeah. Go to the university, yeah. be on like all the little newsletter lists <laughs> of all the student groups and yeah. go to hear those speakers, um, pay attention to protesting, ask if you can give. Um, that's a really, really good way to stay current because yeah. universities are always bringing in speakers and they're often free. So yeah, go. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think what you're saying about 
being quiet, shutting the hell up whenever you attend those things is, is, is solid advice. I recently got involved with the, um, uh, uh, the GSA here locally. Um, and, uh, with the intent of, of supporting, I, I'm yeah. an, I'm a natural leader, but I did that as an exercise to, for me to be quiet and be present and, and show support in a way that, yeah. that, um, that I, in my own male straightness, can just right. can just be supportive without having to take the lead on on yeah, shit. Right. There so, you go. There and you and go. it is it is humbling and uh, it can be frustrating, but it, it's 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 so I'm so much better for that experience because not all leaders have to be white or male. You know, you Woo! can you or or straight. Again. You know, yeah. say um, it again for the yeah. crowd in the back. <laughs> yep. <laughs> They just, uh, and it, it's, it's a beautiful thing to be able to have different leadership other than what's common. Yeah. And when it's frustrating for those who, who actually go and do this and practice this, uh, every time you get frustrated, I just want you to think to yourself, I am practicing being a black woman, right? Now. Yep. <laughs> because this happens to black women all the time who are yep. filled with leadership capabilities but just have to sit and be quiet and do what they're told because no one assumes that they're leaders. Yeah. Yeah. So you're just going to be in solidarity as you sit quietly. <laughs> yep. and, and you learn so much. It's, it's just a better all around experience. Yeah. Yep. If you can be quiet and actually listen instead of trying to get your word in. There you go. There you go. What a novel concept. I know. Who would have thought of it? Can you, we've, we've kind of, we're kind of backtracking a little bit, but can you talk a little bit about, like, I found this really interesting that you grew up in a, like, predominantly white neighborhood. I did. It went to predominantly white schools. Yep. Until, what, eighth grade, something like that. But your parents immersed you in culture. She, and, and you talked about spending summers in Cleveland and how you kind Lord of went through a culture shock. Can you talk about that a little bit? I found that yes. incredibly interesting. Yes. So um, my parents both graduated from college and um, um, were very purposeful about having books in the house um, that were by black folks, having black art all over our walls. We learned about black history sitting at the dinner table like it was a blackity black black house. (laughs) But (laughs) my parents were not at all interested in pop culture and blackness. <laughs> and so, and because I was in a very religious home and attended a very religious school, um, there weren't a whole lot of avenues for me to pick up, particularly at, at a young age, um, on, on popular black culture. Right. And so there were some things that I knew, like I watched Moesha and Family Matters and, you know, I wasn't like Same. completely, <laughs> you know, um, but the, what, and as soon as I got into like the nuances of things, I was like, I got nothing. Yeah. So for example, I certainly knew who boys to men was, but I could never have named every member. <laughs> right. Like I just, I, I bet Michael I can. Kind of done. <laughs> I, there was a time where I could name every member. I can't anymore. It's See, been, and lots I've of lost my that. friends, right. Lots of my friends would have been able to, to, and have conversations about them and decide who's the cutest and. <laughs> Right. All that stuff. I was like, yeah, I, I have Motown Philly on my iPhone. I'm not ashamed of it. That, that song's a banger. Don't even add me. <laughs> I loved boys to the end. Yeah. I mean, they were huge. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Um, so, yes. So when I moved into this space where I was surrounded by my peers who were black, I realized how much I didn't know about popular black culture mm. because 
um, all that I learned from my parents was what they thought needed to be passed on. Right. right? Uh-huh. But they weren't buying me magazines. We didn't have like essence in the house. So, um, <laughs> you know, it was only if I went to the beauty shop that I could pick up some tidbits, you know what I'm right, saying? Yeah. Um, they listened to CDs all the time. And so the radio wasn't often on. And if it was on, it was tuned to the old school station, mm-hmm. not current R and B and rap. You know what I'm saying? So I just missed a lot. Yeah. I missed a lot. A lot, lot, lot of beach boys and that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, <it laughs> kind of the like antithesis of what black culture would right. be. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I walk into the summer day camp in an all black space for the first time in my life. And I am so confused because I haven't learned the slang. Um, I, I only know a little bit about what they're talking about, i.e. boys to men. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I remember, obviously I knew who Whitney Houston was cause that would have been fine with my parents. Right. right um, yeah. but I had, I didn't know who new edition was. Or oh, I didn't, wow. I at least I could have made the connections like new edition equals Bobby Brown equals the person who's going to marry Whitney Houston, Houston. Right. Like I just didn't, I didn't have all of that in my head. And so I remember kids sitting around talking about how Whitney Houston shouldn't marry Bobby Brown. And I was like, <laughs> I cannot contribute to this conversation. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I got nothing. I have, I just have nothing to say. What was that? And, when ahead, you're around all black kids, you're supposed to have something to say. You know, you ain't yeah. supposed to be, you know. So it was it was a rough transition. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was really, really hard. And I really mean that. Like, it was really difficult. I remember being called an Oreo, um, which for listeners who have not heard this term before, it means that you're white on the inside, but black on the outside. Oh, I was man. asked on a regular basis why I talk white. Um, it was it was really, really, really difficult to try and fit in. Right. Um and there were some other factors at work too. So it was the first time I had I was ever the new kid because I had attended the same school for my entire life at that point. Um, so I was the new kid. All the other kids like were from the neighborhood, yeah. and I was only there for a summer. Um, you know, they knew each other from class and whatnot. So there was just a lot of disadvantages that I was coming in with, and not being able to reference pop culture just sent it over the top. It was hard. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. So you almost didn't, you, because of your skin color, you didn't fit in one neighborhood. And because of your inside, you didn't fit in the other neighborhood. Listen, it seems like. It yeah. was rough. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> and my parents were divorced. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was yeah. just, it was not my favorite time in life. But <laughs> what a beautiful thing happened is that there was a, a girl who lived like four houses down from my mom. And she ended up being at the same summer day camp that I was in. And so I think by like the second year that I was there, um, she became my friend and she vouched for me and she, <laughs> she played the radio for me and she, you know what I mean? Like she had all the magazines that my parents didn't have. And oh, man. <laughs> she totally inducted me into black popular culture and, um, and, um, she never expected me to necessarily change who I was, hmm. you know? So, um, she knew that I loved reading more than I loved playing kickball and that was fine. You know, yeah. she never expected me to grab a hold of the lingo. She just wanted me to know what the hell other people were saying. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. You know, like it was, it was really, really wonderful. And it was really because of her that I was able to fall in love with black culture instead of resenting That's great. that there was so little that I knew. Man. Um, so 
in your book, you talk about going to a black church for the first time and mm-hmm. you, you mm-hmm. S- say you fell in love with black Jesus. Mm-hmm. Can you, yes. t- can you talk about the different differences between white Jesus and black Jesus? Yeah. So entire books have been re- written on this and for your listeners, another resource, Dr. James Cohn, who just passed away. Yeah. Um, um, is like the pioneer of black liberation theology and helping us wrap our minds around black right. Jesus. So if anyone is really interested in studying this, please, please, please pick up James Cohn. Well, is there a specific, um, is there a specific book or just kind of all his work? You know, I would, um, yeah, it's too hard to choose. Okay. Right. I would say all okay. of his work. Okay, good. All right. Noting that he, he started writing in like the seventies. So okay. keep that in mind. Right. right <laughs> yeah. And then if you want to start with his more contemporary work, I would say The Cross and the Lynching Tree. Oh, okay. Um, right. It's a really good place mm. to begin. All right. So, um, but in, in my mind as like the 10-year-old that I was then, right? So I had a, I had been going to this um, Christian school where all the speakers were white right. and the chapel services sounded a lot like this. Um, here is a bottle of toothpaste. This is what happens when I squeeze the toothpaste. Now, can someone try, please try and get the toothpaste back in the bottle? This is what happens with your words. Once they are said, you cannot put them back in the bottle. Right? Yeah. That was, that was my, those were my chapel services. I think, I've heard, I think about, I've heard that service before. You know, they were all about being a good person yeah. and making good decisions and all very kid appropriate. There's like, there was anything inherently wrong with yeah, that, right. but it was very like individually focused, right? Me right. and Jesus. Yes. Somebody and... needs to invent retractable toothpaste. That needs to be a thing. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Cause what's worse well, than putting like my... too much toothpaste on your toothbrush? I don't know. I mean, it's terrible. Yeah. Me and my smart Alex, I really thought to myself, I bet I could, like if you just squeeze like the opposite way, like if you create more <laughs> air, I'm pretty sure you could get something back in there. Right. But that was not. Well, I've got my million dollar idea thing. now. <laughs> I knew this podcast would pay off somehow. <laughs> so, so those, those were my chapel services, right? And then right. you accept Jesus at the end of it all to make sure that you're um, not going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that was one service. Mm-hmm. Then I walk into this black service, one where the music is rocking. I mean, rocking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, people are moving and dancing and like there is joy in this room. And then when the joy has reached its climax, the pastor gets up and his sermons sound a whole lot more like this. Um, sister, I know you can't pay your light bill, but I just want you to know that God sees you and God hears you. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, Jesus cares about more than just whether or not my words yeah. will go back in the toothpaste bottle. Mm, yeah. Um, you know, and, and that church, I learned that Jesus cares about the poor. I learned that Jesus cares about single moms. I learned that, um, and I learned the stories like we talked about earlier that I don't often hear in white spaces, which is stories about Jesus being angry or stories about Jesus looking out for the poor or stories about Jesus healing um, folks that other people didn't think should be healed. Um, Sounds you know, like you Jesus learned about became, actual Jesus. <laughs> I've learned about actual, for real Jesus. Yeah. And the reason then for the term black Jesus 
is because it's a Jesus who would understand yes. how black folks mm. feel in America. Yep. Yep. Right. Uh, it was, it's a Jesus who would understand our marginalization, would understand uh-huh. our hurt, would understand the injustice that we face. Um, I tell you, I once taught um, a class on the new Jim Crow that I really hope to teach again and or turn into a podcast. And one of the things I had my students do was read through um, either the book of Matthew or Mark and um, um, just uh, about Jesus being arrested um, all the way through resurrection, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I had them list everything that happened to Jesus that sounds like it would happen to a black man right now today. Oh, man. Right. So the unjust arrest, being beaten, being hit, being executed, right, like the whole shebang. And and for them, that was really helpful in understanding what I mean by black Jesus. Right. Right. A Jesus who would understand um, not like theoretically, but a Jesus whose body understands what it's like to be a black person in America. Man, man, it totally takes that whole passage. The uh, whatever you do, the least of these you've done to me gives it a whole different spent man i just learned something <laughs> holy crap it's good yeah that's <laughs> i got i'm gonna take a while to unpack that i think that's unreal right yeah can can you talk about what actual reconciliation looks like oh lord jesus no <laughs> <laughs> i cannot <laughs> this was honestly so there were other chapters that were more difficult like to write emotionally yeah sure. um but this one was the most difficult to write in terms of words like just trying yeah. to get words around right. this concept of reconciliation so let me begin one by saying that i couldn't care less about whether or not people use the word reconciliation okay. there's yeah. a lot of folks yeah. who don't but i feel like those who do still use it need to put the revolution back into this word. Hmm. Okay. Um, so, so the term reconciliation most often in the Bible refers to the work that Jesus did on the cross in mm-hmm. order to connect us back to God, right? Yeah. That is huge, <laughs> right? <laughs> like that concept is massive. It is supposed to be a life-changing, worldview-altering you know, what is my new vision for my life? What is my new purpose <laughs> here? Right? Like yeah. that is supposed to be a huge life-changing thing. Right. And then we talk about racial reconciliation and we're like, so do you want to go get some coffee? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Should we, should we go to the nearest university and see if we can convert the students? <laughs> Gosh. Do you think do you think those three percent of black folks in that neighborhood over there have heard of Jesus? Maybe we should go minister to them. Oh God. Uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. So what I'm trying to say in that chapter is that reconciliation, if we're gonna use that term in terms of our racial politics, it should be revolutionary. Right. So yeah. we should be asking questions like how many people of color can we put on our leadership team? Yeah. Like, like, like we shouldn't even talk about like how many do we need? We need to be thinking like how many could we possibly get? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as, as we, as we think about, um, uh, let me say it this way. I, I want those who use that term to be thinking to themselves 
how much more different from the world can we be mm-hmm. when it comes to race? So I look at the TV and I see black folks getting beaten up. I see them being disrespected. I see them attending far too many funerals. Yeah. Like that's what I see in yeah, the world, yeah. right? How can we create the opposite of that here? Yeah. Can we pay our leaders of color more than we pay other folks? Can we, can we have them cast our vision? Can we give them control of the bank account to decide how our money is going to be spent? Can we, um, can we vote the way our black constituents say that we should vote? Like yeah. regardless of whether or not that's going to raise our taxes or whether or not right. that's going to, whatever that's going to do to me, irrelevant. Yeah. I am going to vote the way black folks tell me to vote, right? Yeah. That, that's what I mean by, by reconciliation, that it should, it should be changing our lives. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it should be doing more than patting myself on the back for having a really great coffee date. That's unacceptable. <laughs> that can yeah. no longer be yeah. our definition of reconciliation. Yeah. I refuse. That's awesome. <laughs> Do you have time for a lightning round? Yeah, let's do it. All right, awesome. So uh, before we get into it, uh, everyone go buy the book, I'm Still Here, uh, by Austin Channing Brown. Um, it, buy, it, buy, buy like five copies of it. Please do. Make, make it rain copies of this book. Let's I'm assuming we'll give away that. copies of this. Yeah, we're going to give away. Yeah, we'll give away copies We're going to give away five copies of this book awesome. on, on Twitter. Um, so people go check out our Twitter and, you know. Well, yeah, oh and, and, yes, you know how it goes. Yeah, you, you, you'll enter to just our pinned tweet. Will and, be and I think well, I will say one thing more before we do the lightning round about the book that it, it doesn't even so much deal with like the overt in your right. face racism. It deals right. with the, the more subtle. And that's what yes. I learned so much about was just the subtle things I'd never. Yep. I'd never thought about. And, and, oh, I'm and, so glad to hear that. And that and that is that is worth the price of admission. I mean, it's 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 just I, I can't oversell it. Yep. Well, yeah. Well, thank you for saying that. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's 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 to the point. It's not. Uh, it's every chapter is. There's no filler in this book. There really isn't. No. Yes. No filler. No. Let's get to the filler of this interview. Are you ready? <laughs> here, here comes. Here comes the good stuff. No, I'm Let's kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, what 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 is your beverage of choice? Mm, orange pop lately. Ooh, like do you have like? Orange Crush, or do, do you like? It does not matter. Okay. I'm not picky, actually. Meyer has a, a really. I don't know if you have a Meyer. Meyer. They have, have a, a really Meyer. good orange cream soda. My dad. <laughs> that, my dad almost exclusively drinks it. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. Um, what is the last album you listened to, start to finish? Ooh, probably. It's gonna be old, whatever. Not like old, old, but. Um, Either Boys Chance or Lemonade, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, not that old. Um, uh, chance Coloring yeah, either Book? Coloring Book, yeah, oh, coloring book or God. Lemonade, I'm sure. Yes. I'm still not done. I'm still just all over it. Yeah, I, I love that. That album is never book. not good when I listen to it. You know what I mean? Like, it's uh, just really perfect, whether yes. I'm cleaning the house or whether I'm just, like, playing with the baby on the floor. Like, it's just so yep. upbeat and so yep. fun. Um, so I, I yeah, can't wait for his next book. album. Yeah, Chance could put something out about any time, and I'd be I'd be fine with that. Yep. It's the truth. It's yep. the truth. Um, favorite TV show of all time? Oh, of all time, <laughs> guys! This is always the response fair. we get. By the way, <laughs> jeez. Um. Okay, I'm gonna. Ch- oh, you're cutting out. 
TV show that I watch the most, um, which is The West Wing. West oh, Wing. Oh, okay. I'm a big fan. I just watch it over and over and over and over and over again. Oh, man. Um, invisibility or super strength? Hmm. As a black woman, this is a very difficult choice. <laughs> that may be why, why I asked it. We do ask it frequently. Though. Yes. I think I'll go with super strength because so often black women are treated as like emotionally strong, like we can handle anything, but not physically. So, you know, like we don't have to get to be the superhero. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with physical strength. Let's I do love that. it. Um, favorite movie you've seen in the last year? Black Panther, obviously. Okay, I still haven't seen I it yet. Neither I need have to see I. It. I haven't I know. seen Infinity War either. So, in but my, it's coming out what? on DVD soon. In my defense, I don't see any movies ever. Yes. But I, the soundtrack is freaking phenomenal. I will say I that. I need you both to fix that. Yes, I will. I will do that. Yeah, yes. it's coming out uh, on DVD soon. Black um, Panther. Is, it's yes. true tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna get it. Yeah. So, and I'm gonna come over to your house and watch it. <laughs> that sounds. That's, that's completely fine. Um. <laughs> trying to think here wow there's so many questions how do you like your coffee i don't oh how do you like your tea i do not drink coffee or tea oh my goodness drinking all the orange soda it's true hot chocolate i drink hot chocolate okay if we're looking for a hot beverage how do you make your hot chocolate um hershey's actually okay i'm still like real old school or that hershey's oh yes i could not drink hot chocolate that's made from water Oh gosh! I'm a snob. That sounds that like way. an abomination. Actually, it is an abomination. That is awful. Um, texting or talking? Oh, texting! <laughs> I think that is a bit, every time we've asked that, a hundred percent responses have been texting. <laughs> no, some people. Somebody said. Have that, we? Somebody said talking recently. Um, Were they I think it was, it was Carrie. We, oh, okay. Carrie, okay. Yeah, we, she, oh, poor person. <laughs> <laughs> well, who she, are they talking to? <laughs> Um, do you believe in the multiverse? I don't know what that means. That's fine. <laughs> That's completely. Fine. We ask that to everybody too. It's it's a stupid stupid question. Oh, sorry. Yeah, basically the idea that there's an infinite, there's parallel universes where every everything's possible. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. I didn't get That's it. fine. All right. Um, where can people find you online? Hmm, this is an easy one. Um, so, <laughs> um, so three places at Austin Channing on both Twitter and Instagram. Okay. And then my full name on Facebook, Austin Channing Brown on Facebook. Awesome. And then austinchanning.com. That's the one. And then, um, and you've got a section on that website that tells all the different places you can go and buy your book. It's true. So. Yep. Just click on, click on that little, the book. Um, Buy five and copies. Will pop up. Awesome! Thank you so much for coming on. This, this was, was so much fun. Awesome! Yes, yes. <laughs> totally loved it. Me. Yep. We, we need to do this again if we can do that. If you're if you're willing yes, to come back on once this book stuff stops. Oh my gosh! Yes. I would. I, we would. Lo- we've got so many more questions after the book launch. Yeah. <laughs> Please uh, give me something to do. We would love to have you. <laughs> 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 We'd love to have you back on. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Tell us what you think. The five stars get red, but one star is dead. To us. To us. To us. 
feedback. Get you, get you, get you, get your head in the game. <laughs> we got any iTunes jizz? One. Thanks. One person. It's better than none, yeah, I guess. No. We've got a lot of five stars, just not a lot of words. So either they're not getting through or... Write us some words. They're not people. writing words. So uh, It's called Never Laughed So Hard by Kiwi Sink. Kiwi Sink. What an awesome podcast. Slowly making my way backwards to catch up and not miss out on the awesomeness that has gone before. Thank you all for bearing your souls. It makes the journey in life so much richer. Thanks, Kiwi Sink. You are sweet as a kiwi. Yeah. I'm assuming they're from New Zealand. And a little tart. A little tart. I love kiwis. <laughs> a little furry. Good. A little furry. A little furry. Well, if you eat the outside. Well. Stop. Stop to touch the Stop. outside. Stop. 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 saying you have to touch the outside to get to the middle. Just like Matt. If you want to get into his heart, you got to touch him on the outside. Are you done now? Yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Brad, what do you got? <sighs> Feedback. <laughs> See, why did you do, you knew he was going to do that? Just lob one up for him. Yeah. Uh, I've got, we need I've the got lob one stuff up alternate for him. hashtags. Okay. Today. Okay. Uh, from Mike Collins at Snuggle Toots uh, at Pastors Podcast. Speaking of Snuggle Toots, give me some of his nuts real quick. <laughs> Wonderful to hear that at Polly Name Brad is back. The hashtag Brad is dead to me segment had me in legit sti- stitches. Hashtag How dare you f off. Hashtag the quasi-Christian Bo Bice of podcasting. <laughs> Hashtag the bitch is back. Hashtag you're the meaning in my life. Hashtag you're the inspiration. Hashtag make it rain $87. <laughs> nice. All right, number 10. Matt's going for more nuts, too. Dan Burgess at DP Burgers and Fries. What's up, Danny? After every At Pastors podcast episode... <laughs> I want to be inside your heaven gets stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. This week, it's also stuck in my wife's head, and we keep singing it at each other. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I knew that was coming. Carrie Underwood was on American Idol this past week. That's great. Great. It was, it was phenomenal. Yeah, I bet it was. All right, I can't believe I have to watch that bullshit. Hashtag How you still watch wild. that shit? Hashtag Brad's back in town. Number nine, Ron Smith at... Ron Smith. <laughs> At Pastors Podcast, just oh, listen. Is it St. Andrew's Rebel? That's it. Yeah, I was going to say Stan Drew's. I didn't, yeah, okay. <laughs> Stan Drew's. <laughs> What's up, Jude? <laughs> uh, at Pastors Podcast, just listened to the latest episode and heard Rain Wilson talk about his Baha'i faith, but that's nowhere near the apocalyptic event of at Polly named Brad's resurrection, possible ascension. Up from the grave heroes. Hashtag make it rain $87. Hashtag zombie Brad. Hashtag the gospel of Bradley Christ. (laughs) TM. Number eight. Shane Lancaster at Love as Christ. At Pastors Podcast. I lipsened to the new epitode. (laughs) That was a thing all week. I I lipsened to the new epitode on jizzmuzzle.com. I give it a five. That's right. The full fist. You guys know how to juice the old (laughs) vegan eggplant. <laughs> Hashtag make it rain eighty seven dollars. The old vegan number plant. seven Tracy with a Y at ukulele Tracy. Ukulele for what it's worth. I think hashtag woolly faced bastard was a fine cho- hashtag choice. Uh, I didn't realize she was trying to squeeze in a hashtag. Yeah, her her. Anyway, emoji. I'm happy Polly and Brad is back on Pastor's podcast. Even if that means I'll forever wonder which Polly is speaking. By the way, I want MJ Basinger to plan my memorial service. Hashtag make it rain $87. It's not cheap. It is not cheap. 
memorial services. He works for a pack of little chubs. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I need a dozen little chubs. Number. And some snuggle toot nuts. <laughs> Number six, Sarah Basinger at Sarah M. Basinger. Well, that's my wife. It is. My wife. Listening to Rain that's Wilson. My wife. Listening to Rain Wilson ripping a new one on Matt, Polly named Matt on the Pastors <laughs> Podcast was the best part of this week's episode. <laughs> Hashtag mm. make it rain $87. Sweet. Number five, Rachel Maggio. Ralph's sister. Ralph's sister. At Karate Kid's sister. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I never got that till right now. Amazing. Uh, yeah. I've Man, that was it. a way back. Yeah. We went that way back. <laughs> Just finished lipsening to the latest episode of Pastors <laughs> Podcast. And I visibly cringed after hearing ingu- indistinguishable Polly brothers say, massaging the eggplant till it juices. <laughs> I think that was me, actually. I think it was, yeah. too. Hashtag, I would never say something like that. Right. Yeah. Has, hashtag testicular rupture. Hashtag make it rain $87. <laughs> uh, number four, Patrick Gott at Patrick underscore Gott. He done got got. It's Game of Thrones Thrones. What? G-O-T. Deep. Wow, that's a that's a really important addition People got to the podcast. It. People will no, appreciate you got it. People will appreciate it. At Pastors Podcast, is no one going to make a joke about how Baha'i Jesus has literally named the Bob as in Big Lebobsky or Bob Saget? <laughs> Seriously, though, super interesting epitode. Hashtag make it rain, $87. Hashtag second coming of Brad. Also, to give Brad some joy, hashtag honey glazed ham. <laughs> was that one that was mine? That apparently? was the 69th episode. Was it really? Mm-hmm. Miss, Miss Piggy joke. Yeah. So I know, there I you just, go. You count for Oh, sometimes. well, it's only, you know, a fucking, you know, 80 episodes ago, but don't worry about it. All right. Um, it's because you go first, and by the time we get through it, we've forgotten all of them. Why don't we, you go last this time. Cool. <laughs> Number three, <laughs> Kylie Justine at Kylie Justine, catching up on some old pastors podcast. It only took the boys 63 episodes to make a main joke. To indistinct Polly Brothers credit, at least saying we eat beaver is slightly more original than insinuating that we all ride moose. Hey, you want to hear another main joke? Main. Main. What? I was saying that Maine is a joke. You see, it's funny. No, actually, I kind of want to go there because it's gorgeous, but all right. All right. uh, Number two. Maine? It's like southern Canada. Which is gorgeous. You're an idiot. Have you been to Canada? No. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Canada is actually gorgeous. Yeah, number two, putting on the fits at J Fitz four thirty two, putting on the fits at Pastors Put Podcast. Young Frankenstein reference. Cool at Pastors Podcast at Pauline Brad. I like to imagine the form you filled out for the doctor had one question: Are you sexually active? To which the only pastored reply would be: I'm trying my best. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag depression sucks out loud. Think, Hashtag <laughs> got to get your laughs where you find them. Hashtag make it rain eighty seven dollars. I think the, I think another acceptable pastor response would be yes with your mother. <laughs> wow. No, probably not. No, it's just a Matt Polly yeah. at, at Polly Oh but I God. did throw your dog against the garage door. Sorry, <laughs> yep. Doc. Number one. Sorry, Doc. Uh, number Say one. Say to that bear. Ian Irving at Batman <laughs> Villain. Oh, gosh. At Pastor's b- Podcast. Buckle up. Here, MJ Basinger. I can speak from experience. Quote, it was Bible college is 100% an appropriate answer to, quote, why were you naked? <laughs> <laughs> So apparently it's an international. I think it it is. is. Yep. (laughs) Nothing like repressed sexuality. Boy, you're not Mm -hmm. kidding. Yep. A lot of, a lot of, yeah. 
<laughs> oh, all that's, right. Uh, boy. What, it, like, it, what that's point, on overload. At of, what point did you go, that's a song I want on I, my soundboard? I knew we had to have it at some point. Why? No, we didn't, Why? We didn't I haven't heard that song that. in a decade at least. There's no way I wasn't putting that on. Let's hope what it's What movie was that decade? on? Top Gun. That's right. It was the when volleyball scene. Volleyball. There's the greased up volleyball scene. <laughs> Jason that's right. Williams is creaming his literally, corn right now. Literally the most homoerotic scene in movie history. When Slider pulls his sweatpants Yes. Wow. <laughs> that scene is really something. Yep. Oh, man. All right. Because well. everybody plays volleyball in jeans, Tom Cruise. Right. <laughs> and a wee little man was he. Yeah, I like when he's trying to spike it over the obviously three-foot net. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Tom Cruise couldn't spike it over a badminton net. <laughs> Jesus. He's Jesus Christ. He's tiny. He's tiny. He's got... Good taste in women, though. Nicole Kidman. <laughs> what the? What? The, what, what are you? He he does does well for himself. They're lovely human beings. Yeah, he's also got like a billion dollars. So you know, um, move on, Michael. What? You know, I just think they're great. <laughs> I think they're great. Move on. All right, in this in this shit show, please. We paid close attention and we wrote them all down. Now it's time to decide our hashtag. Really? God, why? So Michael. What? All right. Hashtag. This is a classy got? show, Michael. You stop doing that. <laughs> oh, yes. Can we prove that? Hashtag. Did I, hear air, did I hear air quotes there? It's from the interview. Uh, oh. A lot of these are from the interview. Okay. You weren't here. Yeah. Yeah, you uh, weren't here, Brad. Hashtag. Got to save the sweet potatoes. Hashtag, I just looked this up on Wikipedia. <laughs> Hashtag, make the question smaller. <laughs> Hashtag, I'm practicing being a black woman. And then hashtag, hashtag retractable toothpaste. Yes. <laughs> uh, hashtag, masturbating pug. And hashtag, on-air deep throat. Masturbating pug. <laughs> that's, that's, kind of a, that's, that's kind of a slow burner. It's not bad. All right, I've got uh, retractable toothpaste as well. Yeah. Uh, Richard. Is that the same thing as dog lipstick? No. No. (laughs) Brad still hasn't listened to the episode yet. It's fine. Um, uh, Richard the Butcher. (laughs) Richard the Butcher. Uh, Girthy Slim Jim. Is, is this one spicy? That's red. Girthy Slim Jim. Um, <laughs> long pig. <laughs> Reduction in sensitivity. <laughs> um, long pig. <laughs> sprained wrist. Um, scholarship for kids who need money. That was something Matt said. Did I really? <laughs> scholarship for kids who need money. No, I think I said fundraiser, no, didn't I? No, you said scholarship for kids who need money. Um, and then, last but not least, screaming vagina. <laughs> what was that? The, the duck sign, the oh. Oregon sign. It's it's literally like screaming vagina at somebody. It's sign language. It's like a feminist oh, punk band, isn't God. it? Hashtag. That sounds, like, that sounds like a band that Becky would be part of. 
That was at Polly named Matt. That was at Polly named Matt. God, please. I'm off Twitter right now, so go ahead and at me all day long. <laughs> I, wow. had a, I had a good <laughs> Becky joke lined up, but I'll have to save it for next week now. <laughs> uh, hashtag Brad needs to do hashtags. <laughs> um, I was going to make that one my only one, then I just I relented. Yeah. Hashtag slash jizz muzzle. <laughs> Hashtag speaking of sweet cans. <laughs> I feel like we can't use that one with uh, Austin yep, Channing no, Brown on the interview. No. Probably shouldn't. No. Hashtag Matt is the angry one. We're going to get that trending. <laughs> get it trending in Indiana. Because, oh, by the way, it's goddamn true. Yep. Hashtag I took two bites. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was me. Hashtag on air deep throat. <laughs> it's two of us. I think that's a callback to you deep throating the mic. No. Yeah. No. It isn't. That's you yeah. trying to deep throat the mic. No, no, no. There, there was an episode chip. a long time ago. Somebody recently brought it up in the pub where you said you were going to deep throat the mic. No. No, it ended up being a, uh, somebody made a meme. Yeah. Andy Moore made a meme of it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's based off of an episode. Hashtag a boner and nowhere to put it. I'm going to guess if your hands fall off. (laughs) Hashtag roving band of whores. (laughs) That's my personal vote. And fuck you if you choose otherwise. (laughs) Roving band of whores. (laughs) It's also the name of my new indie band. I... My favorite first is, album. It's deep. a it's a for, band of horses cover band. For, it's called a roving band of whores. First first song. Are you saying horrors or whores? Whores, Michael. Horse. Oh, for God's sake! Well, Don't. Michael killed that joke. Hashtag horrors. No whores. W h o r e s. I have a new hashtag. Horse. Hashtag horse. God. Hashtag remember when I was the soundboard. <laughs> and then this last one. I'm so scared right now. Hashtag coconut oil is what comes out. <laughs> oh, man. My favorite one of mine is Girthy Slim Jim. Beat that. <laughs> Once again, mine's not going to get chosen. So eat a dick. No, All, both of you. No, that's <laughs> if you had good ones like Girthy Slim Jim. You're telling my, me a roving band of whores is not a good horse? Oh my god! <laughs> you can't do it now because you ruined it. God damn it! You had some other good ones though. What were some other good? Ones? I like a boner and nowhere to put it. Boner. <laughs> There's also speaking of sweet cans. <laughs> nope. That, that is pretty good. Nope, we're not doing it. I refuse. <laughs> what was your favorite one you had? Masturbating pug. Or honored throat. <laughs> Masturbating pug. Wow. On air deep throat is pretty good. I yeah. Where do we? How did we end up here? I'm having an existential crisis right now. How did we now. end up here? Are you serious? What are we doing right now? What are oh. we doing with our lives? Let's pick one, Brad. Brad, pick one. 
No, I'm not going to be the we only one that picks Brad. one. No, we're not doing this. We're going to treat Brad like he's a fucking. What's toddler. the third one? What's the third one there, Bubby? What? What's the third one down? Speaking of sweet cans, is oh, <laughs> can't do that one. Well, Michael what's, chose it. What's the fourth one? Matt is the angry one. Yeah, that's it. That's no, all no. All right. So if you've listened to this Are episode in its entirety, hit us up on social media with the hashtag Matt is the angry one. <laughs> hey Beth, yes. who's the angrier one, me or Matt? No, no, no. Yeah, well, you just answered. She said, leave me out of it. She said, leave me out of it. So she answered. That was the only answer we needed. All right. (laughs) Hit us up on social media. uh, We're at Pastors Podcast. 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 At Pastors Podcast. I'm off Twitter. At Polly Name Matt. At Polly Name Brad. And at MJ Basinger, Facebook.com. Man, I can't talk. Facebook.com slash Pastors Podcast and Glorious Pastors on Instagram. Closing time, subscribe. Subscribe. Wow. What is wrong? What is that? Subscribe. Rate. Epitode. Subscribe. And review. Lipsend. Us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. Subscribe us, man. Subscribe and rate. It's a new word. Hashtag subscrate. Hashtag. Wow. Um, yeah. Check out our website, jizznuzzle.com. <laughs> Support this podcast. <laughs> we need help, guys. Yes. We need Jesus. If guys, you find him, can you send him our way, please? <laughs> we need we need so much help. Just consider this. Potential. If you look at our country, Jesus has gone MIA. So if anybody finds him, <laughs> yeah. like, let us know. Yeah. When you support us on patreon.com slash pastors podcast, it's like a scholarship for kids who need money. (laughs) 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 All right. Let's crash land this fucker. Pull somebody back in the plane. Check out Twisted Sisters on their their iTunes feed. I don't have anything else to say. I'm still over here housing pistachios. <laughs> Brad's eating like half that, half that container of pistachios. Brad Those just, spicy ones are fantastic. Yeah, they are good. Brad You're just right. loves Snuggletooth's nuts. I do. <laughs> what? God damn it. Can we just take all... Got you muted. You I, I don't have you muted. I oh yeah, you. I do have you muted. Go ahead. Wow. <laughs> we just need to end with that. Just a while. <laughs> <laughs>